Hey, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Come on in. Come on in. I hope everybody's doing good today. Happy Thursday. Y'all, I've missed all of my tea sippers. I've missed you guys. I feel like I've been gone forever. Um, it has been a long, almost two weeks, but I had an amazing event this weekend. Um, you guys can hear it in my voice. I'm still a little bit under the weather. When I came back Monday, it's like I had to do a bunch of stuff with the house. We'll be closing soon. Um, I had to get out the plane and go straight to the house and deal with stuff. And so yesterday, I finally got a chance to sleep. That was literally, I think last night was my first real sleep in almost two weeks, just because putting on an event is extremely stressful. And you want things to go off without a hitch. You know, you're worried about everybody coming to see you. I want to make sure everybody comes safe and leaves safe. So it's just a lot of stress. So for me, I cannot relax and sleep until after everything is done. Like I was literally taking cat naps and getting up at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, what do we need to do today? Is this done? Is that done? Is this here? So I feel like I can finally breathe. Okay. But I'm telling you, we had, man, whoo. We had an amazing time. And um, let me just say this. Um, I just want to thank everybody who just takes a chance on me when I do events. I'm not like a global household name. I'm not on television. And the fact that people came near and far, you know, to just show support, to come to my event. Because um, the, the reason why this even happened this year is because I got chosen to speak at the Ultimate Women's Expo. And if you guys know anything about that, I was there back in 2018 selling my teas. Okay. The devil was also busy in 2018. But like I always say, the devil can't, you know, they can't destroy anything that they didn't help to build. Okay. So in 2018, I was selling teas, going through, you know, a little bit. And now we fast forward to 2023 and I'm picked to be the keynote speaker at the same place where I had a booth selling tea. So it's just very crazy how, you know, things come full circle. And um, just to see you guys come, there were people who came from Utah, okay? Shout out to Jillian. She came from Ohio. She lives like in like a rural area of Ohio. You know, people drove in from Florida. People drove in from the East Coast. People flew in from crazy California. You know, y'all came from all over and just hearing y'all stories and you guys letting me know how much I have touched you guys over the years Thank you guys. Like I, I needed that refresh. I needed that recharge because like I said, sometimes I feel like I'm up here, but is anybody listening? Am I really doing anything? You know, I come here once a week. Like, do y'all like what I'm doing? Am I just the old head on YouTube, you know, just talking about stuff, but um, just you guys, just thank you all so much for coming and showing support and coming to the expo. Um, I, they were shocked when they saw how long the line was. They were literally shocked when I was backstage and the guy who runs the expo, when he came to get me, he was like, your fans are waiting for you. He was like, I haven't, we have not had a line like this all day today. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's like 50 people, literally close to 200 people, just line wrapped around, wrapped around. And they were shocked because I stood there for two hours and I took a picture with every single tea sipper. 
And they're like, you know, we have to shut down soon. I said, no, I'm not leaving until everybody gets a picture. You don't understand. Most of these people, they don't live in Atlanta. These are not people who just jumped on the bus or just drove 10 minutes away. I got folks who are here from Utah and Florida and, you know, all types of places. So they understood, you know what I'm saying, what was going on. And so it was amazing because, of course, there's people who don't know who I am. So like, who the hell is this, you know? But um, you guys told a lot of them vendors who I was. Because then when I came Sunday, people were like, oh, you're a lovely tea. Oh, one of your tea sippers was here about to buy a shirt. And they called your name and they just ran off. They ran straight to the stage, but they came back and bought a shirt or they came back and bought some shea butter. So I thank you guys for, you know, really pumping my name up and letting people know why you were there. Um, because again, this is homegrown. There's no production team. There's no producer. I don't have a hookup in Hollywood. I haven't been on nobody's casting couch. You know, to go from being in my bedroom in North Carolina, wanting to just, you know, share stories about hair and, you know, things I've been through in life to where I'm at now. That's a testament to the fact that you guys have just supported me being me. I haven't had to change my character. I don't have to leave with my sexuality. I don't have to release a sex tape. I don't have to do none of that. I can just be me. And I just appreciate that, that y'all just accept me for me. And y'all really show love because there's a lot of people who are big names, very popular on social media, and people wouldn't buy a, a damn bus ticket to go see them. Like I said, it's very easy to watch people on the internet. It's easy to hit a like button. It doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything to do that. It's easy to follow somebody on Instagram, but it's a lot different to put up money and, and buy a ticket, you know, to come to my dinner. And the dinner wasn't cheap. You know, this was a whole weekend thing. So it wasn't like cheap you know, just for that whole weekend was minimum 250 on top of people getting Airbnbs, hotel rooms, paying for flights. So y'all spent real money to show me support and understand that means the world to me. Because like I said, when we did the dinner, you can't pay for this type of support. This is a testament to me being genuine and you all being genuine as well. And this is a testament to why I feel like my supporters, my tea sippers are like family. You know, this is not to knock no other influencer, but if the influencers that y'all follow who y'all know got money, they sit online and brag every day about bags and red bottoms and, you know, their house and their and all this and that. If they're not putting to get events together for their fans. What y'all following them for? <laughs> you better get some of this tea. OK, so that's all I'm saying. Now, I know some people were not able to make it this year, you know, just different circumstances. So I did make sure to get extra books. So if you guys were there last year, um, these are the 2023 books. I know the light's kind of hitting it, but these books are beautiful. And so what I did, if you guys have not checked these out, there's collages. So there's pictures of literally everyone who was there last year in here, um, in the books. And the way they printed them out, they're just beautiful, high gloss. So if you did not get a chance to come this year, um, I have uh, quite a few extra books. So if you want one, I can send one out. Um, and then I also gave you guys the manifestation vision books. So there's also vision books that you guys can write in here, write your visions and, you know, wh where you see yourself, you know, this year, what are your goals? And then on the back is a picture of me and also a calendar. So again, if you were there last year and you weren't able to come this year, it's first come, first serve, honey. So when they're gone, they're gone. So if you want one, um, Dyson, your picture's in the book. 
Um, there's a few of y'all. BL Sherelle, your pictures in the book. So, you know, I'm gonna need addresses and stuff so I can send y'all y'all's book. Um, but yeah, we had an amazing time. Oh, okay. Natalie said she wasn't there, but she wants a vision book. If there's any extra ones, I'll definitely let you guys know on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you know, I I'm a lookout. It it's not gonna be you're, you're going to get goodie bags and books. And like, I really put a lot of thought into my events, the decorations, the preparation and things like that. So it was a lot of work. And just thank you to the staff, just everybody, you know, they didn't get done breaking down everything until four o'clock in the morning. You know, that's how late, you know, I didn't even leave the event the last day till like one. So it's a lot of work, but I want you guys to feel special. I don't want y'all to pull up and it's just a picnic bench with, you know, red and white tablecloths, you know, and, and, you know, styrofoam plates. I want you guys to have the same experience that when I go to celebrity events, those are the same experience I have. So I want y'all to have those same experiences. So thank you guys for just entrusting me and believing in my vision and coming out to support and knowing that I don't do anything half-assed. Okay, if I can, people can sit up here and brag about, you know, spending thousands of dollars on clothes and material bullshit, you can spend that on the people who have supported you over the years. So I will always go all out for my tea sipping, okay? Um, and that's just what it is. So yeah, man, thank you guys just so much. Um, I want to just kind of show some of the video and stuff. The expo was amazing. And you guys know, I don't do interviews. Like, me being interviewed, that's not really my thing. Um, I'm a live streamer. I like to edit. So at first, I was kind of nervous, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what she's going to ask. But my Asia was just wonderful. She was a wonderful interviewer. And I was just able to just kind of feed off her energy. She was able to feed off of mine. And people really liked it. They said that my time up there was just very touching. I kind of got a little bit deep. But, um, you know, like I said, I want to leave a lasting legacy because we're not going to be here forever. So all we have is our digital footprint. And I want my digital footprint when I'm dead and gone to mean something, to, to touch somebody even when I'm not here. Almost in the same way to this day, we can still listen to Tupac's music and it still resonates with us. Now comparing myself to Pac, I'm just saying, you know, I want my digital footprint to mean something. I'm not trying to leave a bunch of foolishness and ratchetness. You know what I'm saying? So thank you guys. Um, let me see. Let me just pull up some stuff. Show some of y'all what y'all miss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to thank my brother, man. My little brother from another mother, Choice. Um, Choice, we are going to make you. The tea sippers will force you to get out of your social anxiety. And we did that. Oh, Choice had a good old funky time. Y'all just made him feel so comfortable, you know, because it is hard having social anxiety. And, you know, it's one thing to be on this camera. It's another thing to be in front of people and just thank you guys for just making him feel at home and, you know, just showering him with love and child, y'all done made a damn music video in the club and everything else. I said, look at Choice dancing, got the little booty shakers in the back, you know, so he had an amazing time, you know, and, and I, I was just really grateful that he was able to come this year because last year um, he wasn't able to come to the um, epicenter. So he was like, no, I'm definitely coming this year. I want to come to all three days. And he did. And I appreciate him, you know, coming and just speaking and, and, you know, getting on stage with me and talking. That was awesome. That's what it's about. You know, 
black influencers supporting other black influencers, not a bunch of drama, bite batting, hating, you know, jealousy, weirdo shit. You know what I mean? It's about people really supporting each other. And Choice has been genuine from day one. And I, I love him. So I really appreciate him coming. So let me go ahead and there might be some music in some of these videos, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna show y'all some of it here. Whatever I can show y'all can go see it on my Instagram. Um, is it crashing? People are saying that it cra am I crashing, y'all? Oh yeah, Troyce is a Leo. Okay, Troyce is Leo. People are saying it's crashing. Is it crashing, y'all? Yes, no. Am I back up? Okay, so you guys are good. Okay, maybe just refresh your um, because it says I have an excellent connection. So if it's crashing, just refresh and come back in. YouTube hating again, honey. So let me go ahead and just show y'all some of these videos here. see what else is in these slides oh that was me yeah i lost 20 pounds y'all i'm so proud of myself we started a workout challenge on discord um in january and even though i don't post in the workout room every day been on it so i dropped 20 pounds since january and i'm gonna keep going i want to drop another 10 but um yeah that was me getting ready to go to the club honey <laughs> Hey, run it out the whole club. I don't want to play too much music. Oh, yeah, I got to show y'all this. Hey. Oh, hey. Yay. I love this moment because as you guys know, uh me and Miss Shekana had beef for a bit. Um, you know, you know the tea sippers don't forget nothing. Did she apologize for that cease and desist? So we we had beef, you know. I was getting cease and desist letters and and I'm like, I don't make videos about this lady like that. And when I make videos, I've always had her back because I'm genuinely a fan of Shekana. I think she's funny. I love when she was on the show with T.I. and Tiny. So I didn't understand where all that was coming from. But you know what? I felt like for her to come up to me and want to meet me was dope. So you know me. I don't hold on to grudges only with certain people, not with her because I don't know her personally. Um, I can let that go. And that was just showing people, the fans, that you can be a grown woman. You can have issues and let things go. So there is no more beef at all, you know. So good luck to Shekana and what she has going on. So that was just dope. I, I really just love the fact that she came up to, to meet with me. That was just, that was exciting. And because I was really shocked because I did not know that was her. Because I'm like talking to a fan and then she walked up. So I was not expecting that at all. 
Uh, let's see what's knew the lyrics and everything uh let's see what's next that's my best friend Sharnetta from philly and my cousin tola so we had a good stay time backstage <laughs> yeah. i don't want to play too much music oh this guy was amazing brian yeah. like it ain't no rah rah it ain't i'm a die hard it's something here yeah mm. i was like I, I'm gonna give you that look, right? Like, you didn't know who I was. <laughs> you Such a good time, and then. Um, hey, Brian, let's get on right there. Are you, are you on camera? Or are you right on door? They just threw me on camera. Oh, okay. Keon's right here. Oh, yeah. Um, me and Mimi, Kim Fields. It was really dope meeting her because I've been watching her since I was a kid. Uh, me and Shekinah's picture. Me and Erica. Erica is really sweet. She's a really, really nice girl in person. One of my friends met her a few years ago, randomly at the store with Safari, and she treated them so nice. Safari was very stuck up, refused to take pictures with my friends, but Erica did. And so it was just good to like talk to her. She was just really, really nice. Um, she took a picture with all her fans. So yeah, she was dope. All right, so I'm hanging with my twin now. Twin, twin, twin. Miss Tamika at the Ultimate Women's Expo in the ATL. Mm -hmm. just Finish lace the stage. Then I ran to my twin. Don't be looking like. <laughs> shout out to my tea sippers and shout out to y'all and all the work that you've done on the show. We're here for. We're waiting. We're waiting for season two. <laughs> we are. We're waiting for Goodbye. season two. <laughs> I said to me, you gonna give me a season two? All them damn tears I shed during season one, being all upset about the drama. I'm gonna need a season two. I need them to all make up. Okay. But I'm I'm very excited. She's Tamika is dope. Tamika is so dope. <laughs> I can't play the music. That was me dancing at the 360 booth. 
Me and Troy, he came up there Sunday. Me and Freddie. We are pleased to welcome our keynote speaker, entrepreneur and YouTube sensation of Tea Time Unfiltered, Lovely Tea. All right, we had a good time. Let me see. There's some more footage. I think, oh, this was us at the club. There's some of the clubbing footage. King Darius was in the house. He was like the, he is the official Discord photographer because he was hitting them angles, honey. I have some beautiful tea sippers for real, for real. Like y'all came through looking gorgeous, pop of color. Y'all just came through looking beautiful. <laughs> And then the, that's my oldest son and then my two brothers. So they were there. <laughs> <laughs> We had such a good night. If you were not there in the ATL, you missed out. We had a beautiful night, a beautiful experience. Um, I, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm even getting emotional. Yeah, yeah a lot of y'all was trying to holler at my brothers and my sons. Uh, what's going on with your son? You know I'm his mama, right? You need to go talk to him yourself. I'm not about to connect y'all. You're like, your brothers is fine. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, my family was there. Y'all made them feel right at home. My brothers loved you guys. And they recognized a few of y'all, you know, like Marquis, Zulika, Jalisa from, um, Janissa, sorry, uh, Camille from the boat party when y'all came to Minnesota. So y'all made them feel right at home. I told you my brothers are tall. I'm the shorty at 5'7". My brothers are 6'3 and 6'5". So I'm like the littlest one in the family. Um, but yeah, it we yeah, yes, child. They was trying to come at what's going on with your with your oldest son. You know, I'm 22. I'm like, okay, well, go, you know, go on over there, go talk to him. I, I, I don't I don't get involved in in, you know, what I mean, I don't get involved in my kids' dating business, you know, but um, you know, they, they said, you know, he said a lot of y'all look good too. So he definitely had a good time. I mean, we we was lit, we was lit. Um, I think everybody just had fun. You know, it was just amazing. A lot of people said they hadn't been out in months. They hadn't been anywhere. You know, some people were scared to go to a club, you know, because not everybody wants to go to the club. But I'm like, you got to come. We're just going to turn up, have fun. You know, the VIP, I had bought four bottles. I don't drink. That's not my thing. So the bottles that y'all say, but I kept asking, what you drinking? I had water because I just, I, you know, liquor dehydrates me. So liquor has never been my thing. Um, if I drink liquor, it's usually on my birthdays and it can't be any more than like between five and 7%. So you're not going to see me taking shots of Hennessy and Patron, but that doesn't mean that I, I don't judge people who drink. Like I said, I bought bottles for y'all and y'all was driving the boat, honey. They was in, oh my God, they was getting bent, <laughs> but it was cool because everybody looked out for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody made sure everybody got home safe. And then even when, when they let us out, um, of the club because they had to turn on the lights. 
Y'all got to get a pot of here, tea sippers. So we got let out the club about 2, 2.30. And so I'm coming out and everybody's just staring at me like I'm mother or something like, where we going next? I said, uh, y'all realize I'm, some of y'all are young enough to be my kids. There's no after party at my big age. My after party is in the Airbnb. I'm going to sleep. So I think my brothers went to the after party with y'all. Uh, they had a good time. Y'all went to some after party because none of them woke up till like one in the afternoon. I think like Marquis took my brothers and a bunch of people. I think y'all went to Strokers or something, child. I was knocked out. I went back to the Airbnb. You know, party until two was enough for me. Now, my younger days, I would when I would go to Atlanta, I would go to after parties. We wouldn't come back till like five o'clock in the morning. Well, I literally walked out and everybody was just like, T, what's next? What's next? Where we going next? I was like, oh, I'm going home. <laughs> I said, but y'all have fun. Y'all enjoy Atlanta. I am going to bed, okay? Because I needed my rest. But no, everybody just had an awesome time. The vibe was everything. And I'm just glad, like, you know, there were, you know, other people in the club, but we definitely took over, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a vibe, like all through the club and just, and they even came up afterwards and were telling me like, it was just dope to see that you had some people come. There was no drama. Everybody was being respectful. People were just having fun, taking pictures, taking video. Nobody was looking at each other. You know, like when you go to the club, people, everybody's staring each other down, like mm, looking at each other's bodies and, you know, all this weird, you know, competition. There was none of that. Everybody just looked beautiful. Everybody came to slay. There was none of that, you know? So I just, I thank you guys, man. Like, you know, it's a testament to you guys as well, how you guys carry yourselves and how you all take care of each other. So just, this was an amazing, amazing weekend. And um, we have all the video, everything's getting edited. So you guys will have dibs to watch it first. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. Like, uh, man, we we kicked it. Like, I'm still like, oh, I'm on a high. I'm like, today's Thursday. The weekend is coming up. What am I about to do this weekend? Nothing. Sit in the house. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I want to go back to Atlanta. But no, we had a really good time. So I'm going to go ahead and read um, some of these super chats. And so I've been out here for 26 minutes. So I will get onto the stories. But I wanted to give that recap of the ATL because I know a lot of people want to know what happened. How did it turn out? Everything turned out wonderfully. We sold out of all of our tickets. Um, the food was good. The food was banging. You know what I mean? And they they even gave us extra food. So a lot of the tea sippers took to goat plates and stuff. I mean, like they had extra lamb and chicken, so which was nice. So that way we didn't have anything to throw away. There was like no wastage. So we made sure everybody got their to-go boxes and everything. So let me go ahead and read some of these. Uh, Glam Girl 09 says, T, your light shines so bright. Been rocking with you as a paid member for about three years. You know, my girl, uh, you're my girl. Love you. Hate that I missed the ATL again. Yeah, it was sad we couldn't have you there. Hopefully there'll be more, child. We'll see. Because like I said, it's, it's so much. It's a lot to put together. But um, this was wonderful. You know, the past two years, it's been a blessing. So if we do another one, God willing, God willing, you'll be there for the next one. So thank you. Uh, Kyra sent 499 says, super happy for you, T. By the way, did you take the tea off Amazon? I can't find it. No, it's still on Amazon. Um, some of it might be sold out because we kind of swapped out different flavors. So maybe the tea that you're looking for, that might not be for sale anymore. But yeah, they're still on Amazon. 
So just go ahead and just check. And I think there's a link um, in the description that takes you straight to my Amazon store as well. So thank you for the super chat. Uh, Maddie P said 9.99 says made a new friend from the ATL. I'll definitely be at your next event. Love you. That's awesome. And thank you so much. Uh, Savvy says been watching since I was 17. Love you T. Love you too. And thank you for coming through. Uh, Ritz sent $10 says you and the comedian Miss Pat are my role models in life. Both of you are self-made, honest, real. I'm glad people rock with you. Genuine love T. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for the support. Um, Makisa Kelly says, hey, T, I caught this live coming back for the replay. Love listening to you when I'm working. Love you, Auntie. Glad that dinner went well. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Marvin D. Senten says, hey, looking gorgeous as always. Glad you're back home. Your outfit was fire in Atlanta. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Q sent 1999. Says, T, I want one of those books, please. I also want to thank you for your dedication to your tea sippers. Definitely. Um, I appreciate that. Send me an email. So like I said, I have quite a few, um, but send me an email and first come, first serve. I'm going to send them out. So thank you. Uh, Grateful Queen. Hey, sis. She says, it felt amazing to be in that space. I really love that you take your time to make sure integrity and quality are in all things that you do. Thank you so much. And it was wonderful meeting you. I'm glad you got a chance to come all the way from Boston. Um, I had a wonderful time. Like y'all was dancing. Y'all was having fun. Nobody was holding the wall. Like I hate when I go to an event and you got people just in their phones, they're holding up the wall. Nobody was doing that. Like everybody at some point was dancing and mixing and mingling. So thank you. Uh, let's see here. Nobody Famous sent $20. Thank you so much for the super chat. Anita Harris sent 15 said, this is my first super chat as a member. Finally got a chance to catch a live and out of playback. Love you, T. Missed you online last week. The channel has been my happy place since 2017. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, love. Um, let's see here. My page refreshed. I Aaron says, hey, auntie, love you and congrats on your event. One day we shall meet. I also started my diet in April. I went from 229 to 210. Thanks for encouraging me. That is amazing. Congratulations on the weight loss. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Alexis De, De Jesus says, what about the pictures that the photographer took at the event? That's the only one I have with you. Yes. I'm going to um, be posting a link and you will be emailed that. And Alexis, thank you so much for just coming up to me, telling me your story, you know, and being a supporter of mine from the trans community. That meant a lot to me. There were several of my trans tea sippers in the house. You know, it's not for me to tell people's business, but the fact that y'all came and y'all show love and you guys understand where I was coming from, you guys took no offense. And me and you had such a dope conversation and that will always stay with me. So just thank you. And I will be emailing you guys with the link with all the pictures. Cause I know he got like the professional picture. I think Sharnetta, Sharnetta has a picture with you and her. So I do have that and I can um, send that to you as well. So once again, thank you so much for coming to the event. I really, really appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Dexter Davis sent 999 said, what's up in Atlanta last weekend? I wanted to make the event, but I had to celebrate my mother's 50th birthday. 
Happy birthday, Roz. Thank you so much for the super chat. It's all good. Like I said, whoever was meant to be there was there. So thank you. And I hope you had a good time at your mom's birthday party. Um, Cinco Leche sent $9.99 says, had to share my birthday love with my auntie. Thank you for the guidance, the love and wisdom over the past eight years. Love you, auntie. And we have to meet soon. Definitely. And I know you're one of the baby tea sippers, so it's hard for you to just, you know, leave your parents and show up in Atlanta. But hopefully I'll be doing something in New York and we can meet up at that point, you know, but just congratulations on graduating and, you know, just staying positive and through everything with the pandemic and New York shutting down. I feel like we were all here as families. So thank you so much and happy birthday to you as well. Um, let's see here. Enraged sent $10. Thank you so much. Dorian Brooks sent $10 and says, mother. <laughs> Thank you, Dorian. Appreciate you. Um, let's see. I'm going to read a few more. I'm going to get to the stories. Uh, Tiniest Kiwi sent five. Says, hola, T. Glad the tea sippers had fun. I'm sad I couldn't make it. Hello from New Jersey. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And like I said, there's always next time. So thank you. Uh, Casey. Sam 49, she says, hey, T, would you ever consider doing cooking videos? Yes, people have been asking me for a while. I'm, I'm in the midst of moving and my kitchen that I have now that I have designed myself is gorgeous. So I cannot wait to start cooking in that kitchen. I have an induction uh, stovetop. I don't have to worry about like, you know, the gas one where I have to clean everything. I can just wipe it down. So, yes, I definitely will be doing cooking videos. I, I want, I've always wanted to do that. So I will be doing that once I get settled in the new house. I want to start doing more vlogs and stuff as well. Um, Y'all know I hate vlogging, but I'm getting a little bit better. So I do want to start doing that as well. So I would definitely keep you posted when I start doing the cooking videos. So thank you. Um, So all right, all right. So moving on, I want to talk. I got lipstick on my teeth. Okay, is it off now? Okay, I think it's off now. Thank you. Thank you for that. So um, I want to talk about Tina Turner. Like, that was really sad. Like, her death and stuff being announced um, just yesterday that she died. She was 83, so she definitely lived a long life. Um, she has been, you know, the queen of rock and roll for decades now. Um, I, I think my first introduction to Tina Turner was not only the song, Simply the Best, like I'm, that was like the first song I really knew, but What's Love Got to Do With It? And that to this day is like one of my favorite movies. I remember in high school, me and my homegirls getting together, like on Saturdays, on the weekends and just watching it. And I knew every single song on that soundtrack. So she will definitely, definitely be missed. Um, right now, there's some controversy with Beyonce and Jay-Z. You know, social media, honey, they, they got to find something to be mad at. So right now, Jay-Z and Beyonce are being called out because of them referencing Ike and Tina Turner's um, their abuse in the Drunken Love video. So let me go ahead and post this here. Um, I don't want to play their music because it's going to get copyrighted. And I was hoping they would get to the point. 
But basically, they're referencing the whole eat the cake anime. And so people, this was the, the scene in the movie. Um, and damn, Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett are just some of the dopest actors. I mean, that movie lives in my head rent-free, like every single scene. Um, so a lot of people are upset. They're saying, I can't believe anime had to live through 50 years of other celebrities making a spectacle of her domestic abuse. I remember watching the performance of Drunken Love and being shocked how Beyonce was smiling so lovingly at Jay-Z when he said, eat the cake instead of looking disgusted. Uh, Ma'am, okay. How long ago was this though? Like I'm not, this was in 2013. Where was all this energy in 2013? Like why are they tying this Beyonce Jay-Z thing to Tina Turner's death now? It doesn't make any sense. Somebody says Beyonce putting up a Tina Turner post slash tribute when she literally said "Eat the Cake" anime is one of on one of her biggest on one of her biggest songs is wild. Somebody else says hopefully Beyonce will finally remove the "Eat the Cake" anime line from Drunken Love. It's not a compliment. If you ever seen the movie, you know. Hashtag anime Bolak. Hashtag rest in peace Tina Turner. Uh, still crazy how Beyonce's husband put Eat the Cake anime in one of her biggest songs. Somebody else says, quick question at Beyonce. Why did you approve Eat the Cake anime um, line in Drunken Love? Was that the love? Was that love to use a line about her abuse or for commercial consumption? As a fan of hip hop and its entirety, why did Jay-Z say Eat the Cake anime? let alone on a song with Beyonce who idolizes her. Um, I'm sorry, this is fake outrage. I just, I don't care. I, I don't care. Um, the eat the cake line, I don't know how many kids said that throughout the years. We'd be in high school like, eat the cake anime, eat the cake. Like people, you know, movie quotes are movie quotes. I don't think it's about making fun of domestic violence. I don't think it's about disrespecting Tina Turner and what she went through. I think it's people quoting a movie. People quote movies all the time. Like it's just, it's just selective outrage. It's this whole PC culture. It's the it's it's no different than digging up old tweets, going through somebody's old timeline and being like, you said this in 2012 when you were 15. You, you know, it's the same energy. Because again, drunken love has been out for years. I don't recall anybody saying a peep. I recall people dancing, having a good old funky time. So don't, don't be fake conscious now that Tina Turner died. If Tina Turner didn't come out and say anything back in 2013 when the song first came out, because trust me, had she come out and said something, she would have gotten all the respect in the world. Beyonce probably would have took the line out. So obviously Tina wasn't bothered by it, you know? And, and honestly... I think the fact that Tina was so open about the abuse that she went through, because a lot of celebrities hide that. They want to make it seem like their life is perfect and, you know, they're living a fairy tale. And the fact that she was so open about the things that she went through with Ike, you know, the abuse that she faced, it really led to a lot of dialogue. You know, I remember being in high school in like different girl groups and it led to dialogue. It let us see what domestic abuse really was because a lot of times it happens behind closed doors. You know, that fishbowl scene when he like slapped her across the couch and everything like that. Like that movie is powerful. 
And then the fact that she, when she was running that scene when she's in that white suit and she's running for her life and her face is all bruised up and she shows up at the hotel and she asks for a free room, that was deep. So, so I, I'm not here for this. This is just fake outrage. Leave Beyonce and Jay-Z alone. You know, she wants to pay tribute. She has every right to. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, by, by this logic, should they remove that scene from the movie now that, now that she's dead? Should they go back and re-edit the movie and act like there was never an abuse situation? Like he never said eat the cake anime? Like, where does it end? Where does it end? So I, I'm not buying it. Somebody says, what's the movie called? Oh, you must be a baby, Andre. It's called What's Love Got to Do With It? It's a really amazing movie. One of the best movies. I really feel to this day they should have won uh, Oscar for that movie, Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett. They killed it. And the soundtrack, they call it Nutbush City Limit. I mean, like just every single song on there is a bop. But yeah, I loved it. I love the movie. So I'm not buying this. This is fake outrage. Social media is annoying. Yeah, they were both snubbed. They were definitely, definitely snubbed. So again, they're not going to remove that scene from the movie. So eat the cake anime will always be classic. People say it at birthday parties because it's about the movie. People reference movies all the time. It's no different than if I came on him like, say hello to my little friend. Does that mean that, you know, I'm like a gun toting, you know, uh, person who's just so, you know, pro gun. No, I'm, I'm quoting a movie line. I'm quoting Scarface. You know what I'm saying? It's no different than getting on here and saying, hey, you guys. Does that mean I look like the monster from Goonies? No, we're quoting a movie, you know? So I don't think like it makes it where, oh, we're supporting domestic violence and we find it funny. It's a movie quote, you know what I'm saying? Nobody found that funny. You know, when we first watched it, was, it was shocking, you know? But that's, things like that really happen. And then it also tells you the time and space, how everybody in the restaurant just watched and nobody really checked them. They told them to calm down, but it was just normal because it was, Normal for women, not all, but some women to be abused and, you know, the woman would be blamed. There was no protection back then. So I'm grateful that she told her story. and She told it in an honest fashion. Um, but, yeah, they both made some really, really good music together. Yeah, I love uh, The Goonies. That's one of my favorite movies. So now let's go ahead. I wanted to talk about the Nicki Minaj and Carisha situation, child. Now, a lot of people were saying that, oh, they're beefing and, um, you know, Nicki's being messy. Let me share this tab. But it, it later as the day went on, you could clearly tell it was some type of weird joke. Um, so what basically happened is that Nicki, uh, well, no, actually, do we have that first part? Okay, so Carisha took to social media to basically say that she's going to be interviewing Summer Walker. So she wrote, Summer, when I tell you me and at Summer Walker got into some things, LOL, literally one of my favorite episodes so far, hashtag Carisha Please is back tomorrow, Thursday at 8 p.m. on Revolt. So after she posted that, you know, people were sharing it. So Nikki says, hits at Diddy to advise him that a young lady on the show that appears on his network seems to have borrowed a very popular Queen Radio catchphrase. Puff who represent 
Puff, who's representing you these days, child? I got my shit drafted in my head. Be at Young Miami talking about you got some things, um, child, anyways. So, so then Miami replied back. And she says, at Nicki Minaj, what's really the problem? Because I definitely didn't get that from you, LOL. Let's get into... Uh, let's get into some things, child, is actually gay slang. So at this point, people are thinking that, you know, Carisha is mad at how Nikki came at her. Um, I don't know. Let's get into some things from Queen Radio because I don't listen to Queen Radio. I've always heard Armand Wiggins say it. Like, that's his catchphrase. You know, let's get into some things. You know, that's Armand. So I'm like, to me, they bit Armand. I don't know because that's the only person I know who really says that on social media is Armand. Um, then Nikki says, Carisha, you know damn well, gay slang is the first go-to nowadays. Let's discuss it on Queen Radio, child. If not, I'm hitting Puff right now. You know he used to manage me, right? Now it's my man, my man, my man. Puff, what's up? Hit my line, child, at Diddy. So then... Uh, Carisha says, yeah, I'm on my way to his house. I'm going to call you when I get there. And then Nikki makes a poll and she says, top my gay slang. Carisha, please, let's ask the gays, miss bitch, at my Young Miami 305. Then it says, Carisha Bappin, Carisha Cappin, Carisha know damn well. Then she says, bring me on the radio. I'm ready when you are, miss bitch. And then Nikki says, stop the typewriter, looks at the first legal draft, rips it up. Here's Puffy desperately calling my line. Don't answer. Get my questions ready for at Miss Carisha, uh, Young Miami 305. Then she writes desperately. It's never given that, Nikki. Let's be for real. Okay. All right, child. So anyhow, um, that was their back and forth. And no, I don't think they had beef. A lot of the blogs were saying they were beefing, but we found out what it was really about. So let's, let me show y'all this. I believe it's because they both have things to promote. So this is what they're, this is what Nikki's currently promoting. If you guys don't know this, um, Nikki is going to be on the Barbie soundtrack. So the new Barbie movie is coming out. And Nicki Minaj is going to be on the soundtrack. I underlined her name right there. So Nicki posted that today, letting everybody know. And then also what was posted today is this. Um, Diddy and the City Girls have a new song. I think this is it. Trying to find it. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. Okay, I don't know, child. Y'all can go on to Diddy's uh, Twitter. He posted it. Um, the name of the song, let me see here. It's called Act Bad. So it's going to be Diddy and the City Girls and Fabulous. And it's going to drop tonight at midnight. So I think their back and forth was basically to promote their projects. Um, I don't think it was like any type of like real beef or any type of drama going on with the two ladies. Um, I know the other day JT had shown Meg the Stallion love because this was trending on Twitter. 
And a lot of people were like dragging JT and they were saying that, you know, JT's only showing Meg the Stallion love because she's salty that Nikki coined Ice Spice, the princess of rap. So it was all this mess. I think people were thinking initially because of the JT thing the day before with Meg the Stallion and then Nikki tweeting at Carisha, people initially first thought it was drama. But as you can see, I don't think it was drama. I think it's just them promoting both of their projects. So um, I do plan on listening to the new song. I don't know if I'll be up at midnight, but I am going to listen to the new song. Hopefully it's good. This is, you know, what Puffy has been waiting for this whole time. You know, we've talked about this for a while. You know, he's trying to, you know, get in with the young folks and what better way than to date somebody young who's hip, who a lot of people follow. So now he's finally dropping a song, you know, with his on again, off again. So I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. So now I want to go ahead and hit on, let me see here, Kim Kardashian and Kanye. So it is a lot of mess going on with the Kardashians. If you guys don't know, you know, the new season is coming up. Um, all the trailers are being played. They're all coming out. And so currently right now, um, there's a video that's going viral of Kim and she is really hurt by a lot of the antics that Kanye West is doing. And so she's talking to Kris Jenner and they're talking about it. So I'm gonna go ahead and start that video for y'all here. Give me just a second. This chat is flying. So we got over 6,000 people in the house. Please make sure to hit that like button. If you guys are enjoying the stream, hit the like button. So let me set up this Kim Kardashian video here. So we're going to listen to what she has to say to Kris Jenner about what she's going through with Kanye and his antics. I spent my whole morning having an anxiety attack. I felt like I just couldn't breathe all day. You know, when you're just like are on the verge of tears, it feels like your throat is like yeah. you're about to cry. My tape and brings it up all over town, all over the media. Like, thanks for reminding people once again, all of his shenanigans, I don't even know what the f to call rhetoric. it. Rhetoric. Is gonna be far more damaging to the kids one day than my tape will ever be. That's right. For once, can everyone just get their shit together around me so I can lose it just once? I just want to lose it once. I want to have a bad day. And I can't, like, I can't even be overwhelmed and have a bad day because no one else has their shit together. You're under a lot of stress, Kim. And I don't even think you realize the weight of the world is on your shoulders. I just feel bad, you know? And I don't know why I feel bad. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be a part of this narrative. And it's like, when is this ever going to end? And the one that was supposed to protect me and still does interviews saying they will be my forever protector <laughs> is the one that is hurting me the most. He was the one that started a rumor that said I was having, hooking up with Drake, having an affair, a full marriage. She accused me of that publicly. So the person that's supposed to protect me the most publicly would accuse me of having an affair about our whole marriage. I really can't wrap my head around yeah. how he thinks he is a protector. You know, it's sometimes Kanye will say to me, can I have approval over what you say about me on your show? And I'll say, well, you just talked about me in this song, this song, this 
interview, this interview, and you didn't ask my permission. All right, child, let me come back on the screen. I see the tiny violins. <laughs> All I see is tiny violins. You know, I think Kim is really starting to wake up. Um, I do think that she, for a long time, did protect Kanye. But I also believe that she protect Kanye because she didn't want it to affect their brand, right? So it's better to keep it cute and to show a united front than to show a bunch of dissension, especially when that they have children. But um, in the words of Cynthia G, okay, because you know Cynthia G loves to say uh, she basically got the same black man. You know, I think Kim thought because she was Kim Kardashian and she was supposedly Kanye's fantasy. Because remember, when Kanye was dating Amber Rose, when they were together, he was creeping with Kim. Remember, Amber Rose came out and said that in consequence, and Jen the Pen, they put that out there on The Breakfast Club years ago. So she thought she could pull somebody else's man, okay? And, you know, he was going to be so in love with her and, and treat her like, you know, a queen and all this stuff. And, you know, she basically got the same man that everybody else got, the same man that Alexis got, the same man that Amber Rose got, you know? So, again, like I said, is it a situation where, you know, does she deserve to be talked about in songs and the fact that he put that rumor out between her and Drake? That is foul because if you're supposed to be my husband and the father of my child and my protector, that's what you're supposed to do. But I think... You know, Kanye probably felt like, hey, he's being exploited too. So why not exploit them in the same breath? And I also find it funny that the mama is sitting there, you know, teary eyed with Kim, like, oh, you know, I agree. Uh, the things that he's doing is way worse than the sex tape. Ma'am, did you not participate with Ray J in basically helping your daughter to, to put out the sex tape and to sell it? You know what I mean? So, like, what are you talking about? You are a part of this whole sex tape charade. Your daughter is really only famous because of the sex tape that you helped push. You sat there and watched your own daughter sleeping with Ray J on tape. So now the audacity to sit there and cry tattoo tears about this sex tape as if this wasn't a plot from all of them. No, your sex tape was an entire plot. Your entire career was built off of this sex tape. Your entire family's fame was because of the sex tape. So I just hate how they try to act like they have no idea, you know, like, like this sex tape thing is so real and, you know, Ray J just leaked it and, and this and that. No, this was a whole plot. So to me, you have nothing to cry about. This is what y'all wanted and this is what comes with that, you know, but I think at this point, it is unfortunate if Kanye is not taking care of his children. That's not cool. You know, Kanye should be out here doing just as much for Kim. Again, it's hard to be a single parent. And she has four children. That's a lot. I see Kanye with the new girl. You know, they're out on their dates and stuff like that. But hopefully he's doing just as much for the kids. But I mean, I, I get her being upset and saying things about like having to put on a strong front, you know, as a mother and being a single parent. Their dad is Kanye. Their dad makes some of the best music in the world. I mean, hell, my oldest son is like one of the biggest Kanye fans, Kanye tattoos and everything. So, you know, I know how influential Kanye has been in my own home. So I couldn't even imagine being the mother of Kanye's children, you know, because when he was acting crazy, I can, you know, kind of regulate and, and check things. But how can you do that when that's your children's father and they want to hear their dad on the radio, you know? 
So I can see how that's hard because even when you go through a separation, you still have to put on, you know, somewhat of a front for the kids, you know, especially when it wasn't anything too crazy. You know, you don't want your kids to have to pick between the parents, right? You want to keep it as neutral as possible and make co-parenting as easy as possible. But yes, I sometimes as women, we really have to swallow a lot of our pride, especially if we went through a lot in our marriages and you're still kind of low-key protecting that man because you don't want to be seen as bitter or angry or turning the kids against that person, you know? And so for a long time, even for me, I didn't say anything bad. I just felt like, you know what, it's going to eventually come out in the wash and they will find it out when they get older. And when they did, their dad talked to them and kept it real. Like, no, he messed up the marriage. He broke up our happy home. You know, he had to take responsibility for, responsibility for that and talk to our oldest son man to man, you know? So that's just what Kim's going to have to deal with eventually. But, you know, again, in the words of Cynthia G, child, you got the same man, just saying. As I be telling y'all, y'all be thinking that y'all can take other people's, you know, mans and be the side chick. Y'all love side chick culture. You know, y'all go about doing all this side chick shit and promoting side chick culture. And then when y'all finally get the man that you were the side chick to, when you finally become the main, you understand it's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be, you know? So their whole situation is a mess, honey. Um, But... Now, I want to go ahead and also, oh, Denise says, oh, my God, T, I've missed you, girl. I haven't seen a post in a few days. Yeah, I've been in the ATL, but I'm back, you guys. I'm back in Minnesota. So I also want to go ahead and talk about Chloe. And this situation really hit home to me because when I tried to have this conversation a few years ago, I was attacked and drugged. So we're going to listen to what Chloe um, is going through. On the show, she's talking about the whole surrogate situation and how she's scared that she may not have a strong of connection with her new baby. I don't even know the new baby name, to be honest with you. All I know is true. I don't know if this one's name is Talcum or I don't know. I know it starts with a T. Um, and how she feels strange that somebody else carried this baby. So I, we're going to watch it because, again, when I had this conversation a few years ago, I got drugged. And now it's, you know, now it's a mainstream conversation. Now that the Kardashians are having the conversation, now it's, oh, but when I had it, oh, I got cussed out for even questioning surrogacy. I was crazy. I had two kids. I had no business being in the discussion. Put a teacup if y'all remember that. They drugged the hell out of me when I did that surrogacy live stream. And I was just asking honest questions, you know, because, you know, shit, I want another baby. I don't know if I'm be able to have one though, because you know what I'm saying I've been through a lot of shit right now. You know, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm shaking and moving. I got a lot of stuff to, you know, got time to be sitting here big and praying. I done lost 20 pounds. I don't want to gain 60 having a child. Anyways, let me start the video. <laughs> We're gonna watch Chloe, Coco. Surrogate process. Kim knows it's really hard for me. What does that mean? She had a really hard time accepting the whole process. Oh, got it. To my it's really the right, worst thing. I do think that there is a difference. When the baby is in your belly, the baby actually feels your real heart. Think about it. Right. It, like, touches your organ. Like, it's feel. there's no one else on this planet that will feel you from the inside like that, like your heart, you know? <laughs> I got so many good chances. 
People can connect in different ways. People so could not connect. Do you feel less connected? Mm-hmm. I'll take a minute. Yeah, people say. I mean, listen. But the other was said ten hers, months of hers walking was around. Like, easy. This is not easy. I definitely like buried my head in the sand during that pregnancy that I didn't digest what was happening. And so I think when I went to the hospital, I really think that was the first time that really registered. And it has nothing to do with the baby. It's just, you're like, okay, we're having a baby and this is my son and I'm taking him home with me. I definitely was in a state of shock, I think, from my entire experience in general. I felt really guilty that like this woman just had a, my baby and you're just, I take the baby and then I go to another room and you're sort of separated. Like I felt it's such a transactional experience because it's not about him. I wish someone was honest about surrogacy and the difference of it, but it doesn't mean it's bad or good. It's still great. All right, let me come on the screen here. So y'all heard what Miss Chloe had to say. So let me say this. Um, like I said, I tried to have this conversation almost, I think three, maybe four years ago. Put a teacup if y'all remember when I did the live stream about the surrogacy. Put a teacup if y'all remember. Um, and I wasn't trying to come from like a hurtful place. Um, there was a lot of hurt feelings. People was emailing me, going off on me. But I had like real questions because again, you know, I get the whole freezing your eggs and, but I, I, first let me say this. I'm really happy that somebody with a way bigger platform than me who has, you know, gone through this whole surrogacy journey is being honest and asking real honest questions because those were the questions that I had and I was attacked because in the history of man, You've never, ever been able to take your egg or a fertilized egg and put it in your homegirl's uterus or whoever's uterus, right? This is a modern thing. When, you know, back in the day, if you couldn't have children, you just couldn't have children. You either adopted, you were a foster parent, or you were just that auntie with no kids and everybody else was your child, right? All your nieces and nephews and neighbor's kids. So for me, I was asking back then, like, is this a good thing? Is this normal? Like, what does God think about this? Like, is this something that we're supposed to be doing? And it's not to knock anybody at all, but I just had legitimate questions because I didn't understand it. You know, and I was even asking if this is my egg and my husband's sperm, but it's being cultivated in another human being's body. That's in that person's essence. Does that affect the child's soul? Does that affect the way the child is developing. You know, these are crucial moments. Is that child going to take on some of that surrogate's DNA? You know, their blood, you know, their heartbeat, like Kim was saying. Will it be a situation where when that baby's born, what if I don't connect with it because that baby didn't grow inside my belly? Will that, will that connection with that baby be different from the two boys that I carried? You know, like these were real questions and I was like really attacked. Like it, it really made me sad because I was not trying to disrespect anybody who didn't have children. Like I understand like the whole fertility thing is a very sensitive issue for women, you know, but I wasn't trying to come from that place. I was coming as a woman 
who really had genuine questions. And I don't know why people got so upset. And their whole thing was, well, you already have kids, so it's easy for you to judge. But I wasn't judging. I was. I really had genuine questions. And so when I see Chloe saying this, I, I'm so happy because these were the questions I had. Because again, my kids are getting grown. Y'all see my kids, you know, the my baby's about to be a senior next year. You know, so it's like they're living their life. They'll eventually move out. And I mean, yeah, I could get a dog, but I don't do pets. I don't, you know, I got to walk it and pick up poop and feed it. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea how to take care of a dog, but I don't have to take care of children. I'm a good mom. You know, so I'm like, I would love to have another kid, but also, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to carry a baby full term, you know, just, you know, with health issues, you know, it can be a lot. Plus as you get older. So yeah, that, those were real questions I had. Somebody said, get a robot pet. Uh-uh. We're not going to do that, Alexandria. <laughs> <laughs> a robot pet you know there will be one in the future but yeah like these are legit questions and so that's the thing and even and i notice even with kim i watch her kids closely but i think i look at her kids from a different point of view than most people most people watch them for like their fashion how cute they are i'm looking for signs of is there any difference with shy and some versus Northwest and Saint. I don't know if I'm the only one who does that, but I'm trying to see like, is there a difference? Is there a different connection? Do they act different from the other two? Are their personalities more different? Am I the only one who does that when I look at Kim's kids? Because they're all beautiful children, but I, I'm looking to see like, are there different personalities because they were carried in the womb of a black woman? Versus these two that were carried in the womb of Kim Kardashian, a white woman. Because even the race thing, you know, is that going to be different? Are these kids going to have more, a little bit more soul, a little bit more flavor? Because the surrogate was a black woman that carried those last two children versus the, these two. So other people do that too. Okay, I thought it was just me. And people are saying Northwest is her favorite. You know, I don't know. You know, is she closer to Northwest because she carried Northwest? You know, it, it's hard to when you're dealing with like, you know, multiple kids, four and up, it's hard, you know, because it was four of us. It, it's hard for parents to show equal time and love to each child. And sometimes by the time it gets to the youngest, they're just wiped out, you know, because they have to do so much with the oldest. So, but yet I, I, I do like when I watch them and I see them post pictures and I see the kids interacting, I'm always looking for like different quirks, you know, because that's what I think. Like if I was to use a surrogate or something in the future, would this kid be totally different than my kids? Like, would this kid be into sports? Like how we're into sports, you know what I mean? Like you, you know what I mean? Like if it's a boy, like we're going to get you into basketball, football, but what if the mom is not into sports? You know, so and I get it. You know, it's also how you raise the kids. But I also feel like it's something spiritual. I do, because pregnancy is a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual act. And like I said before, before this technology, this was never an option. You were never able to carry a baby for somebody else, you know, and people can say, well, it's no different than being a foster parent or an adoptive parent. But when it's like an adoption situation, you know that you didn't carry that child. You know, most likely the child knows that you didn't carry that child. Am I still, I'm on, right? I'm not, okay, good. I'm making sure my stream didn't go off. But um, is there a connection issue? No. Okay, good. I want to make sure everything is still running. 
Because my phone is going out, so I didn't know somebody was calling because there was a connection issue. So anyhow, um, I just, I really love the fact that this is, you know, being discussed, you know, because before it's like you couldn't ask questions because women who don't have children or, you know, who've been trying to get pregnant would get so offended. Um, Because I, like I said, I was very shocked about the, the backlash I got from that live. I think I ended up even making the live private. And I was like, I'm never going to touch that topic again because people were so offended. But I was asking legitimate questions. And I'm, I'm just really happy to see Chloe be honest that it was very transactional because do you want to, you know, still keep in touch with the surrogate? No, I don't. You know, I'm taking my baby and I'm going off to raise it. And like she said, it was weird because now you have to put the baby on your chest like you just gave birth. But it's not the same thing. It's not the same as pushing for, you know, six hours, being in labor for 24 hours and crying. And, you know, it's it's not the same. You're coming in with makeup and your hair done and the baby like, yeah, I just gave birth. That's not the same thing. It's just not They're just keeping it real. It's not. And I'm glad that she was very honest about that. And she was scared. Like, I don't feel like the connection yet. And Kim is saying that she felt her connection right away, whereas Chloe's saying she doesn't feel the connection right away with Talcum or whatever. What's the boy's name? Y'all, like I said, there's so much of a non-connection. I don't even know this baby's name. What's his name? I know it starts with a T. Talum, Talcum. Somebody write it in the chat. I don't know this child. Tristan. I know it starts with a T. Tatum. Oh, <laughs> what I call him, baby? Talcum powder? Tatum. Okay, Tatum. Baby Tatum. Like I said, they don't even talk about the baby, you know? So you, is that because that connection is not there? Because we knew she wouldn't shut up about True. Look at my True. Remember True had all them filters on? True had pictures every five minutes. And I don't see this Tatum baby. Somebody called the baby Titanium. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see this baby at all. So I'm just like, what's going on with this baby? Because she's not posting this baby like she did the other one. So... I, I just I like the fact that she's being very open and honest. Um, again, there's absolutely not, nothing wrong with surrogacy. You know, if you can afford it and you can find a good person. But I think there also has to be, you know, people shouldn't get offended by everything, especially by honest questions. And I think that that question about will you have a connection to that child that was not in your womb, you know, even though they share the same DNA, quote unquote, is their siblings. You know, will that child, you know, pick up different traits and mannerisms? Because, again, when it's an adoption, there's no DNA connection. You know that that's a child who was born of, you know, different parents. Right. So, you know, they're going to have their own personality, their own DNA, their own quirks. But it's very different with this surrogacy thing. It really is. So I appreciate her for being open and honest with that, because, you know, those are questions I have. What's up, Tracy, with the T? I see you in the chat, Martin. Hey, sis. But um, so I, I thought that was good. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. So I will tune into that particular episode to see how it finishes. And the man that was in there talking with Scott, somebody asked for that Scott. That was Scott in there. Because as we know, you know, Tristan, he's a part-time, he's a part-time daddy. So Tristan was nowhere in the conversation. You would think he'd have been there, being that he, you know, it was his sperm used to make baby Tatum. You know, but Tristan wasn't there. It was, it was Scott um, having the conversation with them. So now I wonder how long I've been on here. I've been on here, ooh, an hour and 10 minutes. Time is flying, honey. So 
Speaking of fathers, we got to hit on this topic. Ghostface Killer. Now, I've been a big Wu-Tang fan since high school. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan, you know what I'm saying? Cream. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Cash rules, everything around me. Cream. You know, so I, I've I've had literally every Wu-Tang CD. Method Man was my favorite. ODB, RZA, Jizza, You God, Ghostface. My favorite Ghostface song is the song with Mary J. Blige, and I got a chance to meet her on Mother's Day, so that was awesome. I posted the picture on my Instagram. The song is called All That I Got Is You. That is my song to this day. It plays on my iPod or whatever them things is called, my Apple Play. I love that song. And so to hear that he's a deadbeat father and has just not been in his child's life for up to 15 years is insane to me. You know, I remember ODB screaming, Wu-Tang is for the children. And now we're finding out that a child of Wu-Tang was not for a Wu-Tang member. That's insane to me. Even with ODB having all them kids, he had a bunch of damn kids, bunch of baby mamas. All his kids, they, they don't have nothing bad to say about him. They said he was there as much as he could be, you know, in between traveling. So Ghostface Killer's son has taken to social media to air out their family's grievances. He's very upset at the treatment that he's gotten from his father. Okay. I also believe it's the fact that his son is gay too. I think that's an issue for the dad. I didn't know he had a gay son and maybe that's part of the reason why he's staying away from him, which to me is ridiculous. Let me make this a little bit bigger. So that's his son right there. So we're going to go through these slides. Um, so it says Ghostface Killer has been branded a deadbeat dad by his gay son who aired out the Wu-Tang Clan legend for allegedly neglecting him and his siblings for more than 15 years. Ghostface's son is Infinite Coles. He took to Instagram on Tuesday, May 24th to post a lengthy condemnation of the rap legend of his rap legend father, claiming he is the full definition of a deadbeat. So he says, I have never been the type to go online and talk about my personal life, my family, or my emotions. However, today I'm giving an inside look into my broken heart because I'm feeling more lost and hopeless than I have ever been. At Real Ghostface Killer, I didn't want to do this, but at this point, I'm tired of keeping quiet to save our reputation. I'm tired of the pain. My heart has been aching and longing to be loved by you, my father. For way too long. So since you are unreachable, perhaps this will get your attention. I haven't had a full conversation with you or seen you in over 15 years. You haven't once tried to reach out to me to see how I'm feeling or how I'm doing. I have messages that literally show me reaching out to you and receiving no response for over a decade. The legend that you all love, Ghostface Killer, is the definition of a deadbeat. Dad, you let us live with Dad, you let us live without lights, gas, or even communication from you for years. You have all the coins, yet you allowed my uncles to clean up your mess. I have lived in a shelter for almost a year in 2020 during COVID, and you haven't reached out once to help me or see if I was even alive. 
your daughter is mentally ill. You haven't even come to make sure she's okay or even get her help. You do not give a damn about your children. It's time to lay this shit out on the table. Growing up, your cold shoulder made me scared of not only myself, but of the world. I was never comfortable around you or my brothers when I was a kid, but at least my brothers grew to accept me on their own. I felt unprotected my entire life. I couldn't even fully chase my dreams because I was so afraid of who I was and just kept trying <clears throat> to make everyone happy and be someone I wasn't, even though it was obvious I was pretending. He wrote a lot. I need some water. Then he goes on to say, for many years, you made me hate myself until I developed the courage to snap the fuck out of it and realize that there was nothing wrong with me, but there's everything wrong with you. I can't even say you're only a deadbeat to me because I'm gay, because you're a deadbeat to all of your kids, some more than others. But what I've been seeking is an answer to why. Is it because your father turned your back on you? Man, that's crazy. Because I'm thinking about the lyrics to that song. If y'all have not listened to that song, All That I Got Is You, for this man to turn around and do this to his children, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Um, he goes on to say, is it because your father turned your back on you? Why do you love everyone but your kids? It's backwards. It's ugly. It's hurtful. And it's humiliating. I'm tired of you ignoring us. I've, I'm tired of you acting like we don't exist. I'm tired of you putting everyone else on but your kids. What makes this more shameful is the fact that you now have grandchildren and can make up and can make up for lost time with us and you still choose not to. This shit makes no sense. For the people reading this, I really want y'all to understand I'm not looking for attention or sympathy from anyone. I'm looking for attention from my father, the one who brought me into this world. Why have kids if you're not going to take care of them? Daddy, we need you. Not your money, your heart, your attention, your love. I hope you change your ways and realize that you have some beautiful, talented children out here with deep voids in their heart because you have been missing. You've ghosted us for far too long. Mm. And these are his children right here. I think this is the, the one that's writing, this little one here. Looks like that's the daughter. Those are the other ones. That's sad. So then he posted some text messages and said, peace, dad. And you know what I loved about these text messages? If you guys are Wu-Tang fans, you guys know that's how they talk. That, you know, the black man is the son. And, you know, you're the queen, mother earth. Peace, God. You know what I mean? So the fact that he writes his dad like that, I, I just was like, wow. But he says, peace, dad, because that 5%er talk. Um, can you please check in on us sometimes? I hope you're feeling okay and being healthy. But I love you always. And again, please take care of yourself and reach out a little more. Question mark, because he's not getting any response. He says, peace, just checking in. Then he says, I was looking for you. I want to say my peace. Then he wrote again, peace, dad. This was in September. He wrote again in November. Peace, dad. Happy Thanksgiving. Can you give me a call when you can? February. Peace, dad. It's infinite. Please give, please give mom a call ASAP. They took 
Xenox, Xenon from us, dad. We don't know what to do. Momo told the people she was going to hurt the baby. They took her. You came to Staten Island yesterday and didn't even feel the need to check on Mahogany and see how she's doing. I told you numerous times that she's not well. She needs help. What is it going to take for you to check on us? Like we do, like, do we have to die in order for you to reach out? I really need to know because this is really hurtful seeing everyone post you, but your kids don't even know you was here. Peace. Your daughter is bipolar and schizophrenic, dad. She needs help. It's not easy over here. Please reach out. Then he says again, this was in June. Peace. Just checking if you got my messages. It's really important. June again, happy Father's Day. Wish we had a better relationship, but it's cool. I love you no matter what. Have a great day. And then he finally replies back after a whole year on Father's Day. And he says, Salam. Yeah, I know. Me too. Thank you. I love you too. Be safe wherever you are. Be safe wherever you are. Let that sink in. Be safe wherever you are. I couldn't imagine saying that to my child. Why don't you know where your children are? Be safe wherever you are means that you have no idea where they are. I'm just, I'm blown away. Cause like I said, as a Wu-Tang fan, Wu-Tang is for the children. Um, but this Wu-Tang member is definitely not for his children. And I see a lot of people saying um, it's probably the mom's fault. The mom probably put him through hell and back. And let's just say maybe the mom was a shitty mom, shitty wife or baby mama. This man is rich, famous, part of a legendary group. He has the status and money to go get all those children and have those children live with him. Is that not what D-Way did? Did he not take those children from Savan and get full custody of those boys and take those boys with him? Ghostface Killer could have did the same thing if he really wanted to be a father to those children. So I'm not buying that. And I'm also tired of people saying, well, he's grown. What do you want him to do? You guys are grown now. You guys are grown. I'm sorry, but I didn't know that once you're grown, you just stop being a parent. Your kids will forever be your baby no matter how grown they get. They're still your kids. I got a grown son. We were in the club together this weekend. When girls were coming up to me, asking about my son, go talk to him. That's still my child. I don't want to hear about who checking for my son. Go talk to him. Don't come talking to me about my son. You know, just because you're grown, you're still your parents' baby. You know what I'm saying? My mom still checks on me, knows my whereabouts, is checking in on me. Are you good? How's everything going? How are the tea sippers? Because I'm her child. You don't stop being a parent once your child turns 18. They need you for life. And the thing that a lot of these men don't understand is that one day you're going to grow old. And you have had no relationship with your children. Who do you think is going to take care of you? You might be a legend, but remember, Black Rob was also a legend. Who was by his bedside when he was dying? I didn't see a bunch of children. 
I just saw a homeboy. So understand at one point in time, you can get older. And it always sucks when parents try to reach out to their adult children and they want people near them when they're dying and they're going through cancer and they're going through these treatments and they're scared. But a lot of times these children, they won't show up because you didn't show up for them as their parent. Ask people who work in nursing homes, how many old men and women are in nursing homes and the only people they have visiting them is when the next nurse comes in to clock in for her shift. Not nan child, not nan grandchild. That's because those people, just because you're old doesn't mean that you're innocent. What did you do in your youth? How did you treat people? How did you treat your family? How did you treat your kids? All that comes back to you. So while while y'all keep saying these kids are grown, who cares? He has to grow old one day. So he should care. Would you rather be in a, in a situation where you can go live with your children and they take care of you and your children are your caretakers rather than them sticking you in a nursing home? Because most parents who end up going to go live with their family and their children become their caretakers, they tend to live longer, they're happier. There are several caretakers that I follow on social media. One is a, uh, I wanna say he's Filipino, he takes care of his grandmother. Me and my mom follow him. Sweet, sweet young man. He's like 22 years old. Takes care of his grandmother. There's another guy. His name is Dan. He's an older white gentleman. His father has like Alzheimer's. He used to be a doctor. And they're his caretaker. And it's between him and his brother, Frank. And I watch their shorts all the time. And that has taught me how amazing It shows how amazing that father was, that both the sons are fighting to take care of him. That they, you know, I think Monday through Wednesday, he's with one son. Then the rest of the week, he's with the other son. That shows how much of a great father he was. That shows how much of a great grandmother, great grandmother, no pun intended, she was to that great grandchild that he's taking care of her. It's not easy to be a caretaker. It's a lot of work and nobody wants to watch their parents deteriorate. Most people who are stuck in nursing homes are there because of their own volition, are there because their family don't really want to have too much to do with them because when they were able-bodied, when they were healthy, they were nasty to their family. They were nasty to their kids. They were deadbeats. So y'all got to really watch how you treat your children. Watch how you treat kids in general. Because like I always tell y'all, you never know who that child's going to be in the future. I was the black sheep of the family. People talked about me like a dog. But look where I'm at today. So watch how you treat your children. This situation is so sad. It's so sad. This is from what the vibe I'm getting from that message. That's not a young man who's looking for attention. He's not a young man who's just trying to go viral. That is a young man who wants relationship with his father. And like he said, initially he thought it was because he was gay. But then he also is watching how the father deals with the other siblings. Just a deadbeat. So a lot of y'all saying, well, you know, he's a 5%er. They don't, you know, they're not down with the gay lifestyle. Well, what about the straight children? All his kids ain't gay. All his kids aren't running around in a dress. Why is he not there for the straight kids? Why is he not there for the bipolar daughter? No excuse. You had that child. 
regardless of what, what they choose to do behind closed doors, that's still your child. That's still your child. So I'm, I'm not buying that. 5% or not, that's still his, that's still his blood. And the fact that he wasn't there to raise those kids is insane to me when he had the means to do it. It's one thing to be a deadbeat because you're broke. You're going from job to job. You can't hold down the job. You got an addiction. But it's another thing when you're choosing to be a deadbeat and you have the means. That's even worse. When you have the means and you're purposely doing things like this. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sad by that. Because again, this is the same man who made the song, All That I Got Is You, an ode to his mother. We used to play that all the time on Mother's Day. An ode to his mother, talked about how the father walked out, how he had a brother with muscular dystrophy, and they had to help the mother take care of him. It's such, it's a very, very deep song. It's one of my favorite Ghostface Killer songs. And then to know that this is how you repay back your mother's legacy by being a deadbeat and continue the deadbeat cycle is sad. So hopefully he'll come out and explain himself, you know, but I see a lot of people excusing him because he's a legend. Just because somebody's a legend, that doesn't mean that you can't hold them accountable. Two things can be right at the same time. He's a legend. I'm a huge fan of Wu-Tang. That's still one of my favorite songs that he's ever put out. But apparently he's a deadbeat. So multiple things can be fact. We don't have to ignore this because we like this. So yeah, I think it's sad. I think it's sad. What is going on with YouTube? People keep saying YouTube is bugging. Are y'all getting kicked out or something? We got um, over 7,000 people in here. You might have to refresh and come back in. Look, Larissa says the black sheep ends up being the ones that uplift the family. Amen. It keeps crashing. Repeatedly. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why it's crashing. It hasn't crashed for me on my end. So it's not StreamYard. It's not on my end. It's something with YouTube crashing. Well, hopefully the, the playback will be smoother. I'm sorry about that. I don't know why it's crashing. It's kicking because I know it went from like we had close to 9,000 people. Then it dropped down to 7,000. So it's kicking people out. Wow. And we're not even talking about nothing controversial, honey. Okay. So let's go ahead and get on to the next topic. I've been on here for an hour and a half. Give me just a second here. Let me go ahead. Okay, I want to talk about Fetty Wap and then Rasby. So as you guys know, Fetty Wap has been going through it these past few years. And... um. He has officially been sentenced. So we're going to go ahead and look at this story here with Fetty Wap. So they are saying rapper Fetty Wap was sentenced to six years in federal prison on Wednesday for his role in a New York-based drug trafficking scheme. The Trap Queen rapper, whose legal name is Willie Maxwell, pled guilty in August of 2022 to a conspiracy drug charge that carried a mandatory minimum sentence of five years. The sentence was handed down in federal court on Long Island. Maxwell apologized for his actions and told the judge, me being selfish in my pride put me in this position today. His lawyers had suggested that he turn to selling drugs 
because of financial hardships brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Maxwell was arrested on October 21st, October 2021, excuse me, um, on charges of participating in a conspiracy to smuggle large amounts of heroin, fentanyl, and other drugs into New York City. The New Jersey-born rapper and five co-defendants were accused of conspiring to possess and distribute more than 100 kilograms and 220 pounds of heroin, fentanyl, crack cocaine. Who the hell is still doing crack cocaine in 2023? Sorry. Uh, prosecutors said that the scheme involved using the U.S. Postal Service cars with hidden compartments to move drugs from the West Coast to Long Island, where they were stored for distribution to dealers on Long Island and in New Jersey. Maxwell pled guilty to the conspiracy to distribute the um, and possess controlled substances. The top charge in the indictment was against him, admitting that he participated in a massive drug trafficking racket. The plea, which pertained to only cocaine, spared him from a potential life sentence. if he had been convicted on all charges. So this whole situation is sad. This is what I wrote on Instagram. I said, this is sad because he was one of the most famous rappers in 2015. Poor money management, multiple baby mamas, child support, and trying to keep up an image that you cannot afford for social media is a recipe for disaster. Some of these rappers really be moving some type of weight on the low. I talked about this when Juice World died with tons of weed on his plane. These rappers need to stop taking penitentiary chances and their fans need to stop stressing them out and making them feel like they need to live a baller lifestyle. They only do this in hip hop. Nobody stresses Justin Bieber about his jewelry, his cars and his clothes. Nobody cares that Steve Jobs only wore a black turtleneck and mom jeans. So that is what I had to say on Instagram. And um, I I agree. I, I just feel like the whole situation is sad with him. Um, to go from being one of the most popular rappers. And I remember at the time I was living in LA, Trap Queen came on literally 50 times a day on the radio in LA. That song was popping that summer. You know, but it's also too, like I said, words have power. And the fact that his most powerful song um, that went viral, that everybody loved was Trap Queen. And now he's been trapped for moving drugs. You know, it says a lot. It says a lot. But I, I think in hip hop and in, you know, and I don't want to just say hip hop, but I think in like the black celebrity sphere, I think that they feel a lot of pressure to stunt and keep up appearances especially when they live in certain cities like Atlanta, New York, LA, Miami. And let's keep it real. The money is not in the music. The money is not in the streams. They don't make that much money off of streams unless you're Drake, Taylor Swift, you know, even Fetty Wap at one time. Um, they're not making that much money off of streaming. They're, ma they're mainly making money off of shows, off of endorsement deals, you know, social media posts. Um, you have rappers and, you know, singers doing everything now. They're all running to podcasting. They're all trying to be YouTubers. They're all trying to do, you know, TikTok videos and stuff like that. And that just shows you that the money is not there. That industry money is not what it once was. That's why you have so many celebs now 
who are trying to be influencers. Remember, us influencers were the losers. We were like the low tier, bottom of the barrel. But now you got influencers being invited into spaces like the Women's Expo right along TV stars, you know, reality TV shows. And so I think that's the part um, that is really unfortunate because, and I, and I also blame the celebrities, of course, right? Because they don't have to feed into it. You know, um, they perpetuate a particular lifestyle without understanding that that lifestyle comes with a cost. You know, they might borrow you some clothes. You might be able to get some, you know, clothes pulled from Louis Vuitton. But a lot of times, you know, they expect you to spend some money. So when you're blowing money, not only on clothing for yourself and jewelry and your entourage, that goes so quickly. When you're buying, you know, multi-million dollar homes, you got to pay the taxes. You got to, you know, the lawn care, the lights, all that stuff eats into your budget, especially once the money starts slowing down. So I just hate the fact that a lot of black celebrities feel like they have to put up appearances and airs. And that's never been my thing. Y'all know that. I, I wear what I can afford. This top is cute. It probably costs $10. Can I afford more high-end shit? Of course. But I'm not into spending my money on clothes and, and bags and jewelry. I'm not saying I don't have a few nice bags. I have some cute shoes. But that's not where my money goes. I'm more into real estate and investments. That That's what I do with my money. And you really can't floss that. that that's boring on social media. It's boring to say, oh, I went and got an IRA. It's boring to be like, oh, I'm, you know, building another custom home. People want to see red bottoms and, you know, weave and all that superficial shit. I'm not that type of influencer, you know? And I think because I'm not that type of influencer, I don't feel that pressure. So people allow people to pressure them. I don't allow people to pressure me. Y'all can't shame me for wearing a $10 shirt because a lot of y'all watching this stream are wearing $10 shirts. I'm just saying, you can't shame me, you know, because I re-wear my clothes. Well, that's why they invented washers and dryers. Remember, they tried to come for me a few years ago. You're always wearing black jeans. We've seen those shoes before. I don't care. And you're going to see these shoes again. You're going to see this shirt again in a few weeks. I have a washer and dryer for a reason. Y'all can't shame me for being a normal person. Y'all can shame people who allow y'all to shame them. You will not shame me for re-wearing clothes on Instagram or, you know, oh, she wore that shirt two months ago and I'm going to wear it again in another two months. How you doing? Don't you rewear your shit? Don't you wash your clothes? Do you, when you buy a pair of Jordans, do you throw them in the trash after one use? I don't. So yeah, you're going to see me in the same shit. So again, I, I, I hope more influencers start having that type of mentality and stop trying to keep it with the Joneses and keep up appearances that you guys can't afford to keep up. Because what y'all don't understand why y'all are also running behind these influencers and celebrities thinking that they're living that trife life, a lot of them are not. A lot of them are getting borrowed clothes, borrowed jewelry, borrowed rented cars. So a lot of them are not living that trife life. So I think, you know, people need to go back to just, you know, being themselves and not getting involved in the drug game because they had to keep up appearances. That's what that was about. It was about him keeping up appearances. He's backed up in child support. He has to keep up his mansion payments, his car note payments. Because again, what happens as soon as their cars get repossessed, they're getting drug all over the shade room. If their home ends up in foreclosure, they're getting clumped all over the shade room. Well, maybe get something you can afford. Doesn't make sense to get a $300,000 vehicle if you can't afford it. If you can't afford it, you don't need it. It's that simple.
So, yeah, I think in this day and age, you guys are going to see who really have it and who don't. You're going to start seeing, especially with the economy tanking, you're going to start seeing a lot of people downsizing, downgrading, you know, giving cars back and everything else. Because at this point, that debt ceiling is about two weeks away. And we don't know if we're about to hit it or not. I just locked in my rate on my second, on the home I'm closing on. Last week, we got it as low as 5.8. A week later, it's 6.8. I'm like, lock this in today. I think we ended up getting it for 6.5. I'm like, lock this in today. I'm not, I'm not waiting another week. I couldn't do it last week because I was in Atlanta dealing with too much stuff. I didn't want to be bothered. In one week, it jumped up a percentage. Next week, it'll be sitting at seven. By the summer, it'll be sitting at eight. It's going to cool down eventually, but everything is going up right now. And when it cools down, I'll refinance. I'm not tripping. I got everything lined up and planned. You know, I got a, a dope lending agent. You know what I'm saying? All that is, you know, we're good. We're good. But for the average person, if you're looking, do it now. Because all these rates are going up. It's going to go up and it's going to get higher. So, yeah, the market, the market is very, very volatile right now. So you're going to be seeing a lot of things changing. If you got it like that, you're cool. You, know, you don't really have to trip on the market. But for the people who are looking, there's not enough supply and demand. So, um, and then also with the housing market, I, I this is my conspiracy because I was talking to my finance agent er, earlier and this is our conspiracy because he owns a lot of rental property in the Twin Cities. And I feel like they're making the interest rates go up high because right now the average person cannot afford what these interest rates are and what these house payments are going to be. But you know who can afford it? The corporations. All of the brick and mortar stores are coming to an end for the most part. The, the JCPenney's, the Kohl's, the, all of the stores that we've shopped at, Bed Bath & Beyond, all of those are coming to a close. Most people are shopping online. So if I can't make any more money in commercial real estate, it's residential. I really believe that's why the interest rates are going as crazy as they are. Because when they were down, it became too much competition for the corporations. Because now you have average people, you know, making 50,000, 60,000 a year, they're able to get affordable homes at 2.8% interest, 3.5% 3, 3 interest. But when you kick it up to six, seven, eight percent in this economy, everything being shaky, they know what they're doing. And I really feel like that's what it is. They don't want the average person to be able to purchase homes right now. They want it to be the corporations, the the there's there's been so many exposés, even like a lot of a lot of people that you would not expect are getting into home ownership, buying residential homes. So, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. But like I said, it's gonna come back down. But when it comes back down and it cools, will those homes be available? And that's, that's what's gonna be interesting. So when everything starts to cool down in the fall, cause that's when you should be looking at refinancing. If you're locked in right now at six, 7%, you know, be looking to refinance in the fall if it drops, but will the inventory be there? 
That's the question. So yeah, look at me over here giving mortgage advice. Child, next, celebrity team. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is the last story. I wanted to get on this before I go. I want to say this towards the end. Um, oh, let me read some super chats. I'm sorry. I got quite a few this come in. Um, Uh, Abby B says, T Chella, Coachella, love you, T. When I drop my baby T sipper, I'll be there. I'm Abs World 88. Oh my gosh, we missed you. Good luck on the pregnancy and the labor and delivery. I know you were trying to go, but no, you're too far along. I'm like, I don't want anybody giving birth in the middle of the dinner, you know, but it was so nice meeting you last year. So thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Lady Lyrica 504 says, T, my son graduated the same day. Can you tell him congratulations? His name is Lyric. He's going to high school. Love you and see you next time. Shout out to Lyric for graduating. Uh, thank junior high for going to high school. So your eighth grade graduation. I'm glad you were there. That's where you needed to be. You know, you got a chance to come to the event last year. And I know it sucked that you missed it this year, but it was very nice meeting you last year. You know, family comes first, so I'm I'm not mad or nothing like that. Um, but congratulations, young man, and enjoy high school. It goes by fast. Um, so thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Jasmine Cox in 499 says, love you, T. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I'm 29. I've been a member since 2011. You're definitely my auntie who has guided me in some positive ways. Love you. Love you, too, and thank you so much. Um, I think it's LOL or LOL. Says, hey, T, I'm a young T sipper here. Graduated high school yesterday. Just wanted to say I love you. Love you, too, and congratulations on graduating high school. Like, it's awesome, all the graduates. Um, and shout out to Zuleika. She hit me up this morning and sent me her pictures. She talked about this at the dinner. She graduated college today. So shout out to you, Zoo. Um, your pictures were beautiful. So it's it's dope. Some people are graduating this year. Um, Trendy Locks sent 49. She says, May you show us how to make a goosey stew with some fish. Ooh, I will have my mom help with that. But yeah, I can definitely do that. But her her recipe is way better than mine. So I will definitely have her help with that. But yeah, I can definitely make some a goosey soup. So thank you so much. That is my favorite meal, goosey soup and rice. People are like, what do you eat? I, I mainly eat Nigerian food, to be honest with y'all. Like goosey soup and rice. And now I watch my portions, you know, like now I just make sure I literally make, I usually like now I eat like just a cup of rice and a goosey soup instead of a big old bowl, eating it throughout the day, you know, like I've had to like cut back on my portions, even with the fufu half instead of the whole fufu, you feel me? <laughs> but I love our food, jollof rice, all that stuff, Okay. Now I got to like, you know, slow down because that's a lot of good eating. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, do Hold on. What is that? Do you missing? Do you miss Ming? Okay. Do you miss Ming? Okay. I like that. 1099. She says, it was nice to meet you at the expo from Alabama, Nira. Thank you so much. It was dope meeting so many people just walking around at the expo. It was it was nice. I loved all of the booths and just how it was just a really cool environment, you know. So it was very nice meeting you as well. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Rain Sanders sent twenty dollars. She sent the sticker. Thank you, Rain. 
Um, oh, no, not Rain. I'm sorry. Regina. Regina Sanders. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Phoenix Black uh, sent two said selective outrage strikes again. You must be talking about the Beyonce story. Thank you for that. Um, LSM sent $49.99 says, I had a great time in the ATL. I believe my mom had more fun than me. She's already talking about the next one, TT. You really showed everyone major love. Everything was top notch. Thank you for a great time. Also, thank you, Marquis, and all the people who helped. I did not know you were LSM. Now that I'm seeing your face and your super chat, I know exactly who you were. You were with your mom and y'all were in the club. It was so nice to meet y'all. Like that was awesome. And I love the fact she wasn't scared to come and just party with us and have fun. We had an awesome time. I'm really glad you got a chance to come. So thank you so much for the support. And thanks for coming to the event. That means a lot to me. It's so funny just kind of matching the names with the faces. Um, let's see here. Scorpio Vibes said 999 says, T, your lipstick is giving. Thank you so much. It's, um, what is this? It's NYX Black Cherry. That's my favorite NYX lip gloss. So thank you. Um, one and only Walt sent 1999. Says, my father died last week. I didn't know him because he was barely around growing up. I forgave him, but having a parent, having a present father in your life is so important. I've had to teach myself how to be a man. It's hard. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. And I agree with you 100%. Like, you know, so many times we talk about mothers, but that fatherly presence, it makes such a difference in a child's life. You know, children, boys and girls, they both need that male and female energy. Even if the parents are not together, it's very, very important. And I think we need to get back, you know, to the days where we we shame people for not taking care of their kids, you know, and not being there and not, you know, helping out. That's why I, I don't agree with Nick Cannon's lifestyle. And I would never allow people to shame me and be like, oh, you're judging him. No, I, I am judging him because he's not present in all those kids' lives. He can't be. He, you can't. You can't be present when you have children in 12 different homes, or however many kids and homes he got, you just can't be. So I think we need to start, you know, shaming people, like be a father to the ones that you have, you know, before you are out here making more and more children and having more and more babies. Because when it's the mothers, all the kids live with the mother, but the father, it's a whole different situation. And this is why we have so much mess going on out here, you know, gang violence, kids losing their lives, because there's no male figure in the household. Fathers shut down a lot of mess. There's only so much you can do as a mother. A father and their voice and their presence says no is no. That's it. There is no tantrum when dad's home, you know? So thank you for that. And, you know, I just, I pray you find healing with all of this. And just make sure the way that you can really even heal from this is by being a present father. When, if you have children or when you become a father, you know, don't repeat the cycle of your father. You know how it hurt that he wasn't there and he wasn't present in your life. So make sure that you don't repeat that in your future children's lives. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. I love um, I love my HIU sent 999 says T, I believe the IO the iOS update is messing with my Apple devices. I can't download apps from the App Store. My YouTube app crashed multiple times during your stream. 
I've never had super chats blocked. Oh, wow. Maybe that's what it is because it's a lot of people. See that rotten apple strikes again. It's a lot of people having issues. So maybe it is the iOS update. I appreciate that. Um, Jay Williams says, lovely T, go to the shade room now. Okay. Uh, what is going on in the shade room? Hold on. Because I still got to get to the Raz B story, but what is going on in the shade room? Instagram. Shade room. Okay, I'm pulling, well, I'm pulling that up. Uh, Jesse Adams says, the thing is a lot of us know that it's not a real lifestyle. I don't see why they need to pretend to be something they're not. Red Man was real on Cribs. Oh, yeah, that was one of the best MTV Cribs because he didn't give a damn. His doorbell didn't even work. You know, everybody else, you know, come to find out, we found out years later, most of those people were renting those houses on Cribs. Because I remember when Snoop Dogg had his reality TV show, and me and my husband were like, at the time, my ex-husband, we were so confused, like, why are they in this little house? Where's the big mansion with the, you know, the ba the outdoor basketball court and all this stuff? Well, come to find out they were renting that for MTV Cribs. That was never their home. So, yeah, I don't understand why people front for strangers. It's weird. Um, beautifully made said people laughed at Ocho Cinco for being frugal. Now he laughs all the way to the bank. Thanks to his smart money moves. Love you T. Love you too. Exactly. He said all his jury's fake. He'd rather spend his money on his family, his homes, things that are tangible. And, you know, and who's going to question him and even assume that the jury's fake. So that makes a lot of sense. So why people are spending their last on jury, a lot of these celebs are not even wearing real jury at all. So. Thank you for that. Uh, Reserve says, I'm the black sheep of my family. Now my mom needs my help. Now my mom needs help using the restroom. Bitter about it because of how she did me in the past, but I have to do it until I get my own place. Wow. Well, I'm sorry about that. And hopefully you guys will get to a place where you guys are able to heal. And she admits what she did wrong to you. Because I think that's what we want as children. We want that acknowledgement that, you know, you acknowledge that you hurt us and that you did things wrong and then we can move forward. So good luck to you and your mom. Um, let me see. The shade room is up. What is going on? Summer Walker. Moneybag, yo. I'm going to let Taylor Swift flop tonight. Tyrese realized during his divorce trial. What am I looking for in the shade room? I don't see anything shady. Yeah, I don't I don't know what I'm looking for. I just see regular posts. Like what did something break? Tyrese is crying again and <laughs> he's always upset about something. Yeah, I, I don't see anything like breaking on here. Um so let me go ahead. I want to get to this Rasby situation. Um give me just a second. Jesse Adams says, the thing is a lot of us know, oh no, I read that one, okay. Kate the Great, Sam Five says, I'm loving the mermaid wave hairstyle. Thanks for the great conversation and topics on this live as always, sending you love and peace. Thank you so much, I appreciate you, Kate. Um, Jabata X says, crushing on this girl at my job. 
I got her name and birthday, but disappointed in myself for not getting her number and social media. But I will Sunday though, LOL. T, any first date tips or ideas just in case? Sir, this is not a dating live stream, but good luck to you. Just approach her and at least start with getting her phone number and, you know, talking to her and checking out her vibe. So start there. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Jay Williamson, 49 says, love ET, do you see Reese crying in the shade room? Who is Reese? Is that little Reese? I don't know who y'all talking about. Who's who's Reese? The rapper from Chicago, Little Reese. Thank you, Miss Sucha. I have no idea what you're talking about because I'm looking at the shade room. I'm not seeing anything with Reese on there. Oh, he's talking about Cry Reese. Oh, Tyrese. Oh, yeah, but he cries all the time. That's nothing breaking. Okay, so Tyrese says he realized during his divorce that his wife was all about money. It was never about love. Oh, okay, we'll play that. Thank you for that, Jay. We'll play that. Let me do the Rasby thing and we'll talk about Tyrese. I feel no ways because he was trying to troll black women when he got with her. So I, I, I don't care. I feel no ways. That was his black queen, even though she wasn't black. Um, he was making fun of black women at the time, clowning weaves. You know, she got real hair. Well, how's that real hair working out for you, Tyrese? So we'll get on him in a second. Uh, let's see here. Uh, June Taro sent 1999 says, T, congratulations on your second home. I'm in the design process to build my home. Should I wait to build until next year? I'm worried about the interest rates and the labor cost. Um, if you haven't started, I would say you could wait and wait it out. If you're already in it, just keep going. But if you haven't started yet, I would wait it out, you know, just to see where we're at in a year. Um, but good luck, though. Good luck on building a custom home. That's It's just the funnest process. Once you've built one custom home, You'll never go back to just a regular build. You'll want every home you move into customed. Okay, Latrendia La, La Hudson says, hey T, I'm a line dance instructor from Mississippi. I would love to teach a class. I would love to teach you a class for your charge at your next event to give the tea sippers a workout. Oh, that sounds interesting. Do you know Miss D and the Bring It On? Like that, that is my show, The Dancing Dolls. I love Miss D. I love The Dancing Dolls. Since you're from Mississippi, I'm wondering if you work with them. Um, okay, I think I got everybody. Um, let me just make sure because my page refreshed a few times. Okay, Miss Kitty says, I go to a nursing home every week to visit my grandfather and wanted to book a family room. There's not one reservation in the entire book damn yeah it's real it's real you got to watch how you treat your family because in your old age you're going to be looking for them and they're not going to be there so you got to watch that so i'm glad that you and your grandfather have a close relationship so thank you um uh young kobe senpai says watch how you treat your children once a man twice a child mm. so true Deluxe Coco says, as a healthcare worker, I've seen him many times. I used to wonder why no one would come and see such a nice man. And I had no idea who they were before they were dying. Yeah, that's the truth. So thank you for that super chat, sis. Um, let me see here. Okay, Jillian. What's up, Jillian? 
She says, love you, T. Thank you for everything. You are beautiful. It was great to meet you. P.S. My back still hurts from the club. Child, they had Jillian. She came from Ohio. And the tea sippers were teaching her how to twerk. She was getting it. When I tell you, them cheeks was like. <laughs> Jillian was getting it. She said her back still hurts. She, you know, it was her first time out with us. She had a good time. You know, 40 and up, mama got to have a life too. You know what I'm saying? So we had an awesome time. So I'm so glad that you came. I really appreciate it. Um, listen here, Queen C sent five, says, hey T, the event was a blast. It was nice meeting you. Me and my boyfriend are very happy to have made it. By the way, he's on Discord. He's official now. Okay, so he's finally a Discorder. I'm here for that. So I'm really glad that he got a chance to join us and just see, you know, what the Discord and, you know, my social media platforms all about. And it was really nice meeting him as well. So I'm really glad he got a chance to come. And also, everybody who was at the event, please check your email. Um, if you want to get in the Discord, Marinelle sent out the emails. Please reply back to her. Send her a picture of you at the event and she will send you all of the information. So please check your email because we sent that out earlier today. Um, so much I got everybody. Uh, Tonji Jumanji sends, sent 499. She says, you are such an inspiration the way you deep dive, the way you dive deeper to find the truth and carry yourself with class. Keep growing and glowing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. So before we go, because it's been two hours, Let's talk about Raz B real quick. He's going through it. Um, it's making me nervous what's going on with Raz. Let me try and find. Let's see. It should be. Let me refresh my page. He came out the other day saying that he was just joking. Not joking. But basically saying that he was recanting the whole situation with Chris Stokes, who is his former manager and cousin. Um, now, if you are an OG T-Sipper or been on YouTube, you know, for a long time, back in 2007, Raz B went, I think, on Justin TV, which is now Twitch, um, and he basically made allegations against Chris Stokes that Chris Stokes molested him. Um, and Raz B has been through it. He's dealing with a lot of mental health issues as well. But on the 22nd, he recanted the R allegations against his former cousin and manager. And I'm not buying it at all. And now it looks like he's taking it down. So it's not even on here anymore. But let me see if they, if they have it written out. I'm a made man. Here goes the truth. Okay, he wrote, I'm a made man. Here goes the truth. Mature grown DeMario after countless uh, counseling. And basically, he was saying that um, nothing happened. Social media wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying it. I felt like, no, he's being threatened. Um, I think we're about to have another situation like R. Kelly. I think what's going on right now is that there's going to be a surviving Chris Stokes, no pun intended. Um, 
Marcus Houston, a lot of people are going to be part of these allegations. I think you have people like Sloan and other white outlets who are not interested in this story. When black folks were covering this years ago and even covering it as recently, nobody cared. But now that we have white YouTubers and white outlets now homing in on this case with Chris Stokes and Raz B and Marcus Houston and his child bride and all this stuff, um, I think they're trying to do damage control. And they're sending him threats and forcing him to recant. This man has said the same story since 2007. All of a sudden, when things are getting more hot and Chris Stokes's name is being you know, brought up all over social media, he was even trending at one point. Now they're trying to bring Raz B out here to change the story. It's very unnerving, the stuff that's going on. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes tea. Quindon, Quindon was in the car crash that took his life. There's still a lot of mystery behind that. Because if you guys remember before Quindon was, before he died, I'll just say that. I don't want to say anything else. Before he died, um, he reached out to a mutual friend of ours. And he had wanted me to interview him. And I've never talked about this before. He had reached out. He's really close with one of my friends who's another influencer. And he wanted me to interview him, but I did not feel comfortable. I felt like, because I remember when I tried to cover this story back in 2007, Chris Stokes sent everybody on YouTube a cease and desist. Everybody was threatened with lawsuits. Um, you know, who, nobody wants to be sued, right? And so that's why a lot of the videos from 2007, when people were talking about it, like Miss Gia TV and a lot of the OGs who were talking about this story, all of those videos had to come down. That's why you can't find a lot of archive videos from a lot of us YouTubers talking about it. So Quindon had, Quindon, he had wanted me to interview him. He wanted to tell the story, but I didn't feel comfortable just for the fact that I don't want to get myself involved in allegations and lawsuits and, you know, all this stuff. And there's a lot of crazy people out here. And then he ended up doing the interview with somebody else. And then I remember Raz B even called him at one point. They were having a conversation. And he was describing the bedroom, the bed, everything that happened to him to a T. And Rasby was agreeing with everything that that young man was saying on that phone conversation. Y'all can find the conversation. All this stuff is archived on the internet. You, you may not be able to find it on YouTube, but I remember all of this stuff because I, I, I stayed on top of it. I just couldn't do any videos on it because this man will sue you. So I'm not even going to go deep. Um, I just think that stuff is starting to come to the surface and people are taking a second look at the allegations, because it wasn't just Raz B. Um, Raz B, and these, and, and understand, these are not friends. These aren't homeboys. Chris Stokes is Raz B and Ricky Romance's cousin. Chris Stokes has had custody of Marcus Houston since his mother died when he was like 12 or 13. 
So a lot of the stuff that has happened to them, it's like this man was turning them out. He was supposed to be their protector, their big brother. And I think what kind of happened is because these young men thought it was normal, they then in turn started molesting and touching in each other. Both groups were affected. Immature, B2K, and a lot of people surrounding them. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything more, but um, I'm not buying this at all because I, I've kept up with this case for too long over the years for him to come out and say that he was lying. He was not lying. I still remember the whole conversation with him and Quindon. He was not lying because the way he was describing that room, it's like Raz B was getting validation. It's like I'm finally being validated. Somebody understands it. They remember how that room looks. Even I forgot if it was MTV Cribs. It was some show back in the day. And I remember somebody still has a screenshot that's sold around the internet. It's a big ass picture on the wall of Raz B and Chris Stokes. Almost like, you know, if it was, you know how like if you go in somebody's house, it's like a husband and wife picture. Like who just has a big old picture of themselves with Raz B and his arm around them? It wasn't a picture of the group. It's Chris Stokes and Raz B. It's, it was on some type of BT show. They were filming like, you know, how we live, you know, them, them old shows from like the early 2000s. And I still have one of the screenshots. Anyhow, um, Maria did post this story, and I'm, I'm going to play this. This just broke today. This is why I feel like there's, there's something amiss with this whole situation. He said that he was being hurt. Now this is Raz B today. Where's the Over there. He busted out the window. Yes, you see it? He's pretty good. Shot. He busted out the whole window. I'll show you. That's how he got Listen out to the cop. The cop's saying, what, what do you want? He broke out the window to get out on that road. Ooh, listen to that. Yeah. He's about to jump. Oh, he's going up higher. Yep. Hey, man, y'all got to stop him. You got to stop him. Look, he busted out the window. Look, Ashley, he's climbing up the fucking thing. Did you see it, guys? He's climbing. All right. So y'all just seen that? That just broke earlier today that he's now trying to jump off of a building. So I, I'm not buying. As soon as I seen that whole he's recanting, I said, no, he's not recanting anything. He's being threatened. And Rasby deals with serious mental health issues. Um, so all we can do is keep him in prayer at this point. I know he's doing the whole uh, Zeus Network, the bad boys. He's doing that. Um, but there's something going on. I think that there, because usually Raz B doesn't really come out of hiding. I know he did an interview with um, We in Miami podcast, I think like a week ago. And that was more or less to promote the show on Zeus. So... I think because he's been hiding for so long and now that he's kind of out there with Zeus, 
they're kind of following where he's at. And I think somebody got a hold of him and they made him post that. I'm not buying it at all. I'm not buying anything in that post. Um, it's very scary. It's very scary. And again, if he's trying to harm himself, is he trying to harm himself because he knows that these people might do something to him? You know, for years, it's been rumored that, you know, everything that happened with Quinden wasn't just his, wasn't just an accident, you know, but I don't know. I don't even want to go there, you know, so rest in peace to him. But eventually everything done in the dark will come to the light. Um, but I really believe that there'll, there will be some type of surviving Chris Stokes. He's gotten away with a lot of bad stuff. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so now before I go, y'all want me to hit on Tyrese. I don't know what Tyrese is saying, but we're going to watch it together. Um, Nella, Nella Ella, that's cute, Nella Ella. Sent 499, she said, it was nice meeting you, T, at the expo on Sunday. I was working the expo. I made sure the tea sippers were good at check-in. Jonella, thank you so much. That is awesome. Thank you for the super chat. Um, they had a great time at the expo. So thank you for making my tea sippers feel right at home. So I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Ryan sent 499. He says, are you in a relationship? Sorry, I'm nosy. I love you. No, I'm single, Ryan. You trying to holler at me? <laughs> no, I'm single. I'm in a relationship with my, you know, with all of this, with my business and stuff like that. Um, you know. God willing, I will find somebody someday, you know, but I've just been so focused on business and everything else that I just haven't really had the time. So, but thank you. <laughs> y'all always make me blush. Oh, and then to all y'all asking who is the person I was hugging on stage, that is not Agent Matt. That is one of my tea sippers, um, Sir Smiles. So shout out to him. Um, that was one of my tea sippers. But yeah, no, that wasn't Agent Matt. Agent Matt was not in the building. His son graduated high school. So shout out to his son um, for graduating high school. He had to be there with his son. <laughs> so let me go ahead and pull up um, Cry Reese. Let's see. Let, let's see what he has to regale us with here. Give me just a second. I'm very interested to watch this because like I said, he had jokes. He had a lot of jokes, especially for black women. Let's let's watch this together here. During my divorce trial, and I realized that it was never love, it was just a transaction. Wow, so we did a whole marriage and did the whole duration of a child and starting a family just to find out that it was all about money, status, transaction. Imagine me being the only actor in a relationship to then realize that I was in a relationship for five years with one of the best actors I've ever met in my life. At the courtroom during my divorce trial, and I realized that it was never love. It was just a transaction. Oh, okay. That's all you have to say. Wow. So we did. All right. Next. I love the fact that I'm seeing all the tiny violins. I don't like, did y'all see, somebody sent me a video last week. I was in Atlanta busy, so I couldn't even get to it. He had like, he made like a an announcement. He wanted all his male fans to come down to the courthouse in Atlanta to like, you know, protest against child support. What? 
he was like, you know, it, it's it's turning into babe mama support. You know, she doesn't need all that money for, you know, one child. You know, okay, that's fine. But I just, I don't understand, like, why are we a part of this divorce settlement? Like, we didn't ask for this. Why are we included in this? Because, again, when you decided to marry her, nobody could tell you anything. She was a God-fearing woman. She had green eyes. And come to find out those were contacts. She had real hair. Um, you know, she was black. Then she had to come out and tell the world, I'm not black. I don't know why he's even doing that. But he did that to troll black women. You know, he kept calling her, you know, his black queen, even though she's not black. Um, I feel no ways about this situation. Because, again, why would you think that she wouldn't see you as status? It's not like she's another actress. It's not like she was somebody in Hollywood. You plucked her out of obscurity. So, of course, eventually that's going to go to her head. You plucked out of obscurity. You're, you've given her this fairy tale lifestyle, a beautiful home. You know, she doesn't have to work. She's a stay-at-home mom living her life. Of course, she's going to, you know, be there for the status and the money and the fame. It's unfortunate they, you know, got divorced, but I don't know what he wants us to do with this information. He keeps crying and coming online with this tiny violin. We, as, especially as black women, we don't care. We do not care. Because when you got with her, instead of just enjoying your queen and saying, I'm not married and, and handling in a classy way, because we were happy for Tyrese. I genuinely was. He went through that horrible first divorce and, you know, all the drama with the first baby mama. Well, I don't even know if they were married, but he went through all that. Now he found love again. Cool. Everybody was happy for him. Like he found love. We're happy for him. We've watched Tyrese grow. We've been, you know, fooling with Tyrese since them Coca-Cola days. Remember her on the back of the bus with that bald head? Da, 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 da. Always Coca-Cola. Yeah. I can't sing because my voice is gone. He had them beautiful ass teeth. We've been rocking with Tyrese for years. So we were happy for Tyrese. He found love. He's trying it again. And what did he do? He just started trolling black women. Going in on lace fronts and what is this? Like, enjoy your wife. Go get laid. Go to go on a honeymoon. Why are you attacking black women? Because you have a wife now. Especially when it was most it was mainly black women cheering you on and being happy for you. So when he did that, I was off of Tyrese. I just I was like, this is not cool. Like, don't then turn around and, and dog black women out because now you're in a relationship as if it was black women who put you through a bunch of mess. It wasn't. So, yeah, I, I feel no ways. I just, I feel no ways about this situation. If she used you for your status, so be it. You got it, brother. If she's using you to get $10,000 plus a month in child support, so be it. You still get them damn fast and furious checks. Now, do I feel like it takes $10,000 a month to raise a child? Absolutely not. Are there women who hustle the child support system? Absolutely. But again, like I always tell the fellas, Start respecting your seed. Be careful who you plant it in. If you are a man of means and you have money and status, be very selective with the women that you deal with. Again, look at Fetty Wap. He ended up having all these kids and baby mamas and everything else. A lot of these men are reckless with their seeds and then want to cry about child support. You can't have it both ways.
But no, I don't think it takes $10,000 to raise a child. I think, you know, but I get it. The kids want to be accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Then maybe what he might want to do if he doesn't want to pay child support, fight for custody. Why is that never an option? You know who did it? And I respect him for it, even though it's messed up because, you know, the baby was, you know, created during a breakup or whatever. Ludacris. Follow Ludacris's route. Remember Ludacris, remember Ludacris and D-Wade had break babies at the same time. D-Wade had that break baby on Gabriel Union and Ludacris had the break baby on, um, on his wife. Her name is eluding me, really beautiful woman. And remember, the woman that Ludacris had a baby with, that was one of his friends. They had been friends for years and they were messing around whatever she got pregnant. She got greedy. He was given, I think he was paying about maybe $5,000 a month in child support. He was paying for the health care for the child. The child was like in a nice daycare, you know. He was covering a lot of expenses for this child. And at some point, she had a job, was making good money, quit her job, just, you know, I'm about to just live on Ludacris's check. And then she took Ludacris to, to court. She wanted it raised to like $10,000 a month. Just all this nonsense. What did Ludacris do? Did he go online and cry? Did he say, you know, F black women, they're all gold diggers? No, Ludacris said, you know what? She's not working. She quit her job. She's unstable. I want my daughter with me. She may have been a break baby, but my new wife is accepting. We're going to raise our children together. I made a mistake. Not saying the child, but you know, just the, how the child was created. He made a mistake. He redeemed himself. Guess what? Ludacris got full custody of that girl. Babe, mama got no child support. Why is that not an option? If it's that bad, go and get your child. Have your child stay with you. Be the father in that child's life. So I don't, I don't want to hear all that. Yeah, Ludacris may have been trashed for that. But again, this was, I don't know, like eight, nine years ago, y'all. You if, if the wife has moved on, you can't be in the chat mad. The wife has moved on. They're one big happy family. You know what I'm saying? So he has he has had custody. And, and like I said, when I did my video on Ludacris, he was such a good daughter, excuse me, a good father to, to his oldest daughter. Uh, I think her name is Cameron. He kept that little girl. You always, before he got married and everything, you always saw Luda and Cameron. He would have her at the red carpet events, everything. So he's, he was already a girl dad and was really, really good with his oldest daughter. He wasn't online ranting and, and going off every five minutes. So yeah, he was awarded full custody. That's how you do it. Instead of being a deadbeat, go and get your child. Instead of complaining about child support, go and get your child. If you feel like, you know, all she did was use you for a status, she doesn't want to work, she wants to live off of your child support, then that means the child should be with you. Go and get your child. Raise your child in your big mansion, you know, at a private school with chefs and butlers. Raise your child. And then she can be the part-time parent and work a nine-to-five job. It's that simple. So, you know, a lot of people say that, Oh, the courts are against the men. If you have your ducks in a row and you've been proven to be a good father, a good provider, especially if you are a celebrity, you automatically get that status. It may not be as easy for the average man, but for a celebrity, there's no excuse because like I said, D-Wade got all those boys. Siobhan fought hard and the judge was like, nope, 
they're better off here because he has the money, he has the home, he can take care of them, you know? So especially if they have that celebrity, uh, that celebrity status, they can get full custody. That's not a problem at all. Now, like I said, for the average guy, you got to prove, you know, that the mother is very unfit and this and that, you know, it might be a little bit more of a struggle, but trust me, if you're keeping records of everything and she's a horrible mom and she's not doing what she needs to do, she's not doing right by your child, you have to fight it because children are not a check. I know a lot of women think this is cute. You know, I'm gonna just have a baby by a baller or a rapper and this and that, you know, for child support. But you don't understand those kids end up suffering because they don't have that relationship with the father. Look at Brian McKnight. Look how he does his own biological child because of why, how that child was conceived. There's no excuse for it. But as women, that's why I say it is on us. You can't be out here, you know, scheming and, and scamming and trying to get pregnant by a man for child support and money. He's going to have that same animosity towards that child. So this is where both adults have to hold themselves accountable. He shouldn't have been raw dogging the mama. You know what I'm saying? And the mama shouldn't have been on no sneak shit. Period. Because who ends up suffering is that child. Because every time he sees that daughter, he looks at the daughter as, you know, she is a resemblance of the mother who trapped me. And it's not okay. It's not okay. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I can't feel bad for him. I just don't. Because, again, this man went out of his way when people were really happy for him, cheering him on. And remember around that time, that's when he was running around with Rev Run. So he was really spiritual at the time. Getting back into the church. Everything was, you know, about God. And then he got married and just got very nasty towards everybody. And, it, you know, was just dragging black women for no reason. So I, I don't know. I, I feel no ways. So good luck to him in his fight. <laughs> so on that note, yeah, I'm going to read uh, the rest of the Super Chats. I'm going to be out of here because I've been on here for almost two and a half hours. I went a little bit longer just because I hadn't done a live stream in two weeks. Hope you guys enjoyed the live. Um, Empress in 499, she says, hey, lovely T, I've been watching you for a couple of years. Keep being great. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much. Uh, Dexter, uh, Sin 499 says, stop trying to holler at my lady. Oh, damn. I didn't know I was taking Dexter. Okay. He's over here fighting. <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, it looks like, who was that? Ryan has competition. Okay. Um, let's see. Mimi Burns sent 199 says, I love you, T. This is my first super chat. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Mimi. Uh, Boosie the Blueprint. Hey, sis. She says, this weekend was amazing. You slayed. Thanks for everything. You did great at the expo, and I appreciate the experience. Side note, I don't believe Raz B. Ooh. So she says she doesn't believe Raz B. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you were able to come to the event. It was really, really nice meeting you. We definitely turned up and had a good time. So thank you. Uh, Melanin Queen sent 499. She says, guess he shouldn't have spent the money on, he should have spent that money on a razor to shave his girl's cooch, Abe. Maybe he needs to sit down and eat his food. Ooh. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate the super chat. And Bethany Davis says, hey, T, what are your thoughts on Danaya Jackson's interview. I'm not going to talk about that because it's about to be over the stream. Um, that would be a whole nother topic. I'm going to hit on that. I'll probably do a podcast on that. Um, 
I've only watched, I think, the first 30 minutes of the first episode. I know he's dropped the second, so I want to watch everything in context before I give my opinion on it, but I am going to talk about it. I'm glad she's finding her strength, but I, yeah, I'm definitely going to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about it, but I want to watch the full two-hour thing. I want to make sure I have full context. Um, Y'all know I don't report on anything until I watch everything, so stay tuned for my commentary on that. So on that note, you guys, this has been an amazing stream. Once again, um, thank you to everyone who came to Atlanta this weekend to spend time with me. Um, and to this was an amazing three-day event. I really appreciate it. So I know it's getting late. It's like, dang, it's 9.36. She has time to go. So everybody, enjoy your evening. Have a great weekend. Thank you all for just checking in. Um, thank you all for the support. And make sure you guys hit the like button. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, y'all.